When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Special edition of the Michael Deacon program. First time listeners out there, turn on, tune in, and drop out. This is a very different kind of show. It really is better than a fatal accident. Come take this trip with me, don't be shy. Tonight I'll be joined by two very special guests Wayne McRoy and Billy Ray Valentine. Both men are patiently waiting. Let's bring them right in. Gentlemen, are you alive? Yeah, man, I'm alive. I'm hearing some breathing. So, yes, Wayne, you are with us. What about Billy Ray Valentine? Did he drop out? He might be dead. Well, Mm. Wayne, I guess it's just me and you tonight. I don't know mm-hmm. what happened there. Oh, there, yeah, there now, he is. There he I, is. I was talking the entire time. I was like confirming whether or not I was alive. I think you but probably no was hearing me, which led me to believe that maybe I wasn't alive. I think you might have but hit now your. Now that you guys do hear me, right? I, I think you might have hit your uh, mute button there. Yeah, I, I hit. I hit a lot of things. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's all good. I'm glad you're here. Both of you seem alive and well this evening and i'm glad both of you are in great spirits this evening at least i hope both of you are i know things are kind of chaotic out there in new york um billy tell us about new york right now by the way things are opening up over here in new york city so you know back to business as usual as long as you have a mask or a vaccine that's chaos <laughs> which is not good right but uh, other than that uh, uh things are are looking a little bit more lively uh People are getting out. People want to have fun. I can't wait for the summer, man. I'm. We're gonna have a blast. But uh, other than that, I mean, th- things look over. Things look a lot better than they did before. Uh, uh, but they're really heavily pushing the vaccine, which I do not want to take in any way, shape, or form. And uh, and masks are a big thing out here, even though a lot of people aren't wearing them. You're not wearing one. I wear one from time to time, depending oh, you do. on where I am. Okay. Right? Like I, I don't wear one casually walking the street but if i need to to go to the store or if i need to be at a restaurant or something and they require me to wear the mask i'll put it on i have no issue with it understood understood and of course billy ray valentine the host of the infinite french check out his show whenever you can and of course making his debut tonight is mr wayne mcroy 
always a honor and pleasure to bring you on here. Um, Wayne, I'm glad you are alive and well. I hope everything's going well for you and your family. Uh, give us an update. What's going on with them? Yeah, man, we're all doing pretty good here. Uh, I appreciate you having me on the show. It's, it's, you know, an honor to be here. Um, my family, we're, we're doing well. Uh, I do have, uh, now three children on the autism spectrum. I know that might come up in conversation at some point tonight. Uh, so, uh, you know, just putting that on the table, uh, the older two, the one is 12 and he's on the higher end of the spectrum as well as my, uh, nine year old. She is also on the higher end of the spectrum. And we also have a, uh, nearly two year old son now who is falls somewhere on the spectrum. We're not quite sure where yet. He seems to have a little bit more developmental delays than the other two did. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. Understood. But, uh, other than that, I mean, we're all physically doing well. We're, we're healthy, happy, uh, you know, have a lot of good things going on in our lives. So it, it's good here on this end. Uh, once again, uh, just like Billy Ray, I'm in Pennsylvania. So uh, whatever New York does, uh, Pennsylvania follows in lockstep. And you'll notice I use the term lockstep, nothing related to Rockefeller there. But, you know, maybe it is. <laughs> but, uh, you know, at, like I was saying, it's the same kind of thing here where I'm at. It's it's all about uh, vaccines and masks. And I, I choose not to wear the mask and uh you know, sometimes I get some uh, some backlash for it. And other times, and actually most of the time lately, people just don't seem to care. So really? uh, I guess that's a good thing. We're, we're winning the battle in, in that regard, I suppose. Uh, I, I think people are just so jaded by the whole thing already. Like it's been so drawn out. Uh, it's been an entire year of this plus. So everybody's just tired of it already. And they know, like, it hasn't done anything to, uh, quote-unquote, slow the spread or anything like that. Uh, so what, what good is it? And I think a lot of people uh, are really taking that attitude with it. I think they just do it more uh, for the sake of, you know, not getting hassled or something by somebody who has to tell them because, you know, their job tells them, you have to tell these people if they come in here, they got to be wearing their mask. So. Uh, I think a lot of people just do it just to avoid the confrontation because people don't like confrontations, generally speaking. So Understood. Uh, and, yeah. and Wayne, I hate to interrupt you here, but what about in terms of um, the wife? Does she feel the same way you do? Or is there any hesitation going on with her in regards to, let's say, the children getting vaccinated? No, she's totally she's on, on board, board with okay. me. Uh, that wasn't always the case, though. But, uh, right. Uh, yeah, she right. has seen firsthand the horrors of vaccination. And, uh, you know, now she totally is on board and 100 percent with me with the, the not getting vaccinated. And, and we will not. We refuse to get this this, uh, you know, new shot that they're they're touting as a vaccine, which, you know, the two of them, the, the two big ones they're pushing and promoting right now are not really medically definable as a vaccine so so you're it's, so, even um, in that case it's right. an invasive medical procedure that uh, does not fall in that category even though they try to present it as such so your body you're right is that what you're telling me here wayne <laughs> well hey if it works for the liberals for everything else why not amazing you know? <laughs> yes why not why not and what about you billy ray what's going on with um your personal situation we know you have kids as well are they going to get vaccinated? Are you going to get vaccinated? Well, you just already said you wouldn't, but in terms of, you know, the wife, the kids, what's going on there? 
No, man. I mean, my, my wife is a bull, Rachel. She she's all up on this stuff as it is. She's backing and, you one hundred. She yeah. pretty much supports me through it. Um, she she's a monster when it comes to this sort of stuff. Um, so I got lucky, you know, because um, that's not always the case. That's not in relationship, the case. Yeah. Right? And uh, that's right. When um when we when we had our firstborn, I was already very very uh. At that point, I was anti-vaccine. I'm not. I'm not completely anti-vaccine now, but I am pro, you know, pro-choice when it comes to vaccines. Like my body, my choice, exactly. You know, um, so I should. I should, and everybody else should want. Uh, should be able to say which what they put in their body when they put it in their body per- personally. But, but at that point, I was completely like, no, none of this crap at all. And um, but we didn't know how to go about it. And my wife was the one that decided Mm-mm, not happening so when she was on board then it was easier for me to to go full full on and say yeah. no so um well, my you first, got lucky my, what's that buddy i'm just saying you got really lucky with the wife of I, yours I really because did, brother. i really did and yeah. and um you know she uh my my first son had his first round of vaccinations and he had one small adverse effect it wasn't very bad but it was an adverse effect nonetheless and that was enough for my wife to stop and he never got vaccinated again. And uh, my um, my my youngest didn't have a needle in him up until very very recently, you know. And and my eldest got him very recently too. But uh, at least ten years without them, and so their immune systems were able to fight off whatever they got, you know. And uh, and I went a step further because what what they need to do, I mean, what what what's mandated is yeah. three shots per vaccine right um I thought it was so two. they get the first shot and uh that's not enough they got to come back and get another one and then they got to come back and get another one um because they say that by the third shot there's about i don't know 98 percent, 99 percent of uh immunity so what we did was and 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 i would encourage people to do the same is um if you're if you're stuck in a predicament where you have to get these things i i got them their first round of shots and then I tested for immunity. It's it's extra money, right? But um, I think it's well worth it. So we tested for immunity, and and uh, they came up immune to a lot of it, a lot of uh, what a lot of the shots that day. It was the MR MMR vaccine, and they came up immune to uh to the vast majority of what they were supposed to come up immune for. So they didn't have to get a second or a third shot. Now I had to fight that with the schools. Because they don't know any better, they're they're looking for a certain amount of shots that need to be on this record. They're not. They don't know about immunity or anything like that. And I was telling them, well, what you want is you want immunity, right? You want you, my kid to be immune to to the measles at the time because there was a big measles outbreak here in New York, I think in 2019, and all hell broke loose. It wasn't even a big measles outbreak, but they made it seem as if it was in order uh-huh. to get stuff done. I see. So, um, so we tested both of our children, and both of them were immune. And uh, and on that ground, I pushed back on the second and the third, and I was able to get away with it. So far, they haven't had to take any of that stuff, so it's it's been minimized, you know, and and, uh, and we've been blessed for it. So there you go. Understood, understood, understood. And going back to you, Wayne, from my recollection, and this is going to be, you know, we're going to turn. Um, the tables here very slightly switching gears, but we'll go back to vaccines in a moment here. But you had some sort of uh, bizarre encounter early on 
Well, not too early on, but later on in life, going back to 2006, I believe, some sort of UFO encounter. Um, what what was going on there, by the way? Oh, well, I've always been interested in like uh, different topics like paranormal things, um, you know, the occult and UFOs in particular was always a big interest of mine. Well, I kind of uh, fell away from that stuff for a long time and hadn't really thought about it much until uh, one day uh, I was driving over the mountain. I was on my way home from my mother's house at the time because where she lived, we had to drive over a mountain to get to our house. So uh, we got up to the top of the mountain and I had my oldest son with me at the time and he had to be probably about 12, 13 years old at that point. Um, and uh, we're driving up and we see this thing. Uh, it was it was dark out and uh, we could see it was a nice clear night and we're we're going up. We get up toward the top of the hill and there's this weird looking thing just floating overhead like very slowly. And it's only maybe 30 feet or, you know, 40 feet above the treetops. And uh, I, at the time, had a car with a power moonroof. So we pulled over to the side of the road, and I opened the moonroof. And uh, we sat there, and we watched it go overhead. And we were both dumbfounded by it because uh, this thing, it was a clearly a metallic uh, craft of some sort. It had one bright red light in the center and a white light on each corner. And it was square-shaped, and it floated directly overhead, and it was totally silent. Couldn't have been going more than maybe 10, 20 miles an hour or something like that overhead, just drifting by. And uh, we weren't really sure what it was. So that kind of renewed my interest in the UFO topic. And I started uh, really seriously delving into research and stuff again uh, into that. So that's kind of where I found my start, um, you know, going into these type of topics. So, you know, that's that's kind of where I, I – got a foothold into these different rabbit holes and stuff that I've gone down. So, you know, that, that was kind of an experience. Uh, and I had other UFO experiences when I sure. was a child, when I was younger, but uh, that one just really, it baffled me. I didn't know what it was. So that's what it and was. It that really renewed my interest. Right. It only, it renewed your interest, but it also uh, made you want to seek further into other uh, things. And I'm sure that's what led you, to writing uh, your new, your book, well, all your books rather. Yeah. And you know, that's kind of where I got started. I started really heavily uh, diving into the UFO field and the ufology field and looking at all of that different information. And it's just astounding that it, no matter what I, I research and what I look into, it all leads back to occultism. It really truly does. And I mean, I, I wish that wasn't the case, because I'd like to talk about other things, but like that's that's where it all goes. It always yeah. ties back to these same select few places. Oddly and enough, that, it, uh, yeah. Oddly yeah. enough, Wayne, it all circles back to all these sort of subjects. That eventually, it, it that tends to happen. Oh yeah, it sure does, and that that's just what I've encountered, and that's kind of. Uh, why I tell people I accidentally became an expert in occult philosophy because of this. Like it was never my intention, but, uh, you know, you start, uh, digging a little deeper into, uh, one subject or another like this. And it's amazing where all the trails always end up. So that's kind of how I got to where I was going. Absolutely. And by the way, you seem like a very reasonable man, a very intelligent man. And I have to ask this question just for conversation's sake. And of course, for the sake of entertainment, since we're here live, but uh, during this event of 
of witnessing a UFO. No prescription medication or illegal drug use, legal or illegal. No alcohol, nothing of that nature, correct? No, man, I don't do any of that stuff. I'm about as straight edge as a person gets. Oh, my, my biggest vice is coffee. So Coffee's a very powerful drug, though. Maybe the, the best. Is. Maybe one of the best. Well, maybe second best drug, I should say. TV's the first. <laughs> but we'll get into that yeah, in a I moment here. taking that, though. <laughs> oh, yes. But, yes, it, it's really interesting. A lot of people have these strange encounters, and later on it sort of progresses down the road. And I'm not sure if it has anything to do with any kind of psychological trauma. Uh, as an example, you know, older married couples, when they lose a spouse, oftentimes there's that weird grieving period they have, a universal sort of grieving uh, phase they go through. For some, they start seeing uh, their, their, their dead spouse, their husband or wife. They start seeing those sort of things. It happened to, let's say, as a good example, like Whitley Strieber. You know, he talks about his deceased wife all the time. I feel bad for him. Yeah, man. Uh, I've, I've heard him talk about that on yeah. different shows and things like that. And yeah, I, I do. I feel for the guy. And I think he honestly, sincerely believes in what he's talking about and stuff. So I, I, I think you know, so is, too. It, is it something yeah. psychological or is there something supernatural going on? Who could say for sure? It's real to him, though. That's what I'm trying to say. Like it became very real for him. Poor oh, guy. No doubt about it. Yeah, but um, anyways, earlier I mentioned your son and what exactly happened to him, if you don't mind me asking, what 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 what, go, what went on there? Okay. Well, here, a little disclosure for people. I get a little personal here. Um, all of my children, except for the oldest, are adopted. So, uh, in uh, the process of adoption, we are kind of mandated as not being like a, being their natural parents until the adoption process is finalized. We don't have say in vaccination. So uh, just putting that out there. Um, right. So that is why a lot of times they've kind of forced our hand with with vaccination. And uh, like I had stated earlier, too, my wife wasn't always directly on board with me with the no vaccine thing until she saw firsthand multiple times what they had done. Mm, I see. Um, so, uh, and now the case is she's totally against it. Um, so, but the thing is they, our hand is kind of, our hands are kind of tied. Uh, if we want to be able to, you know, uh, legally adopt and stuff like that until they're legally adopted in ours, we had to follow, uh, the state's mandates with this stuff. So they had to be vaccinated and uh, my 12-year-old son, when he was three months old, um, we had taken him for his regular checkup. You know how it is. They call yes. it the well visit or whatever. Mm -hmm. And at that point, they, you know, oh, he needs such and such a shot. And at that point, I really didn't know any better anyway. Uh, like, I, I, okay. I hadn't thought much about, because uh, that was our first really real experience with, you know, vaccines, that kind of thing, having something like that. Because we do have an older son. He's 27 years old. So, like, he's... You know, he was a different generation, so the things were different back then, and we didn't see nearly as much of the vaccine reactions and stuff as we do now. But uh, at any rate, so my now 12-year-old son, he was three months old. We took him for his uh, well baby visit, and they said, oh, he needs such and such a shots. So they gave him the shots, didn't think anything much of it. We went home. Uh, 
later on he was kind of grayish in color and cold and uh, we couldn't wake him up so we ran him to the emergency room and uh, while we were at the emergency room we were sitting in the waiting room and you know we're watching this child we, we think dying in front of our eyes it was very traumatic for yeah, us and of uh, course yeah i Suddenly he makes this miraculous recovery and he's up and looking much better and he has more color to him and he's drinking his bottle. And by the time the doctor actually saw him, uh, he couldn't find anything wrong. So he just kind of dismissed it, sent us home on our way. Okay. So, you know, probably thinking, you know, ah, we're their first time parents. They're nervous. First time parents, that kind of thing. They don't know much about kids and stuff like that, which that wasn't the case because this was our second child now. But, uh, after that, uh, we didn't think about it much for until a couple weeks later, my wife was talking to one of our friends who happened to be a nurse, and she had mentioned it in conversation that that had happened. And our friend who's a nurse told her, she said, that's a sign of autism. I've seen that before when they have that kind of a reaction to these things. Uh, so, you know, and we didn't take, you know, much into consideration about that until we started to notice he had uh, some delays and some different symptoms and stuff uh, that he hadn't had previous because up until that point he was just a happy healthy uh, normal on target with all his goals child yeah and and that's when we started to notice some things had changed and uh, you know it was really a rough couple of years in between because Nobody would help us. It was a really rough time for us because we, we took him to doctors and you know uh, just all kinds of different specialists and stuff like that, uh, you know, describing to them, you know, well, th these are his behaviors. This is what he he's doing. Like he started to drool excessively. He was extremely hyperactive. And that's the first thing that we had noticed right out of the gate is he had uh, what's called extreme ADHD. And that's how the doctor actually classified it, extreme ADHD. Uh, so that was the first symptom that we really battled with with him. It was so bad, like, you know, we had to put special locks high up on the door so he didn't run out the door and go outside. Um, and we were just exhausted because he was all over the place. And uh, I see. he was quite an escape artist, too. So uh, it wasn't until he was actually school age that he got diagnosed because they refused to diagnose him up until that point. And we couldn't find help. And it was frustrating because we knew there's there's something going on. There's something wrong. Child. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, we, we sought help everywhere that we could and everybody was like, Oh, he's too young to diagnose, and, you know? And it's like, they, and that was it. And they would dismiss you and send you home. That's gotta be much. frustrating. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. So it was, it was really rough. So I started, uh, actually, uh, digging on my own and learning as much as I could uh, about, uh, autism and about all kinds of different things and vaccines and I started using my research skills that I had developed looking in the UFO field uh, to kind of uh, delve down some very, very different rabbit holes. And, you know, lo and behold, some of the things I found were extremely disturbing in many ways. Right. So that's kind of how. In know, a nutshell. Yes. Yeah. And one thing led to another. Now you have four books. And of oh. course, I think your latest book was the. Autis, uh, autism epidemic transhumanism's dirty little secret i believe that was your last book correct uh no my latest book is actually called cybernetic messiah building the antichrist system i stand corrected uh, yes <laughs> but uh, my book before that was the autism epidemic transhumanism dirty little secret and uh it's it's a very uh, well-researched book uh it's 
you know, it, it it's really very personal to me too. Like that is probably the I most could, yeah. personal stuff I've put in a book. I can imagine. I can imagine, especially having a kid. I don't have a kid, but I mean, I feel bad for anyone who does. And, you know, they have to face all these, all these situations and scenarios with their kids. Um, it, it's just, um, a roll of the dice. In other words, you never really know what's going to happen um, with your kid. Yeah, it's it really is. I mean, it's it's challenging, especially in today's world, because, you know, you look around at society and the shape that it's in and you really worry for your kid's future. And, you know, add to that the fact that they have uh, some kinds of uh, challenges themselves. And, and that really multiplies the, the pressure on you as a parent in a lot of ways. So, uh, you know, I, I started really digging into medical literature and all kinds of things that I could find. And uh, the culmination of that was the book, uh, The Autism Epidemic Transhumanism, Dirty Little Secret. And I'm actually in the process right now of writing a sequel to that. Uh, I don't think uh, I think I've told maybe one person that and I haven't announced that publicly. So you get that here first, Michael. So. Well, very nice. I'm glad I do get a um, advanced warning on the copy of the new book. <laughs> I had a feeling that you were going to make a new book in terms of vaccines and autism, I'm sure. And um, lots of parents out there, they have autistic children and they all wonder, why is our son or daughter autistic? And you think, Wayne, for sure it's vaccines, correct? Well, I think that's definitely uh, one of the major things that uh, triggers the onset of symptoms uh, of autism within children in particular. Um, there, there's a lot of different things. It's a synergistic combination of things. But uh, I think the primary trigger mechanism is the vaccination uh, and not just the vaccination itself, but a particular ingredient in the vaccination. And that's called an adjuvant. Now, the vaccine adjuvant um, that is most commonly correlated to uh, the onset of autism is aluminum hydroxide, which is in almost every um, major uh, vaccination on the vaccine schedule, uh, especially here in the West. So it's it, what this is, is an adjuvant is an ingredient in a vaccine that's supposed to uh, kickstart uh, your immune system and put it into overdrive to fight off the antigen that's in the vaccine. Uh, so what's been going on in my view and from what I've been able to gather is uh, these aluminum adjuvants that they're putting in the vaccines are crossing the blood brain barrier and causing a type of encephalitis in people. And this causes permanent damage to uh, the neuronal calcium structures of the brain. So it causes a type of channelopathy in people with autism and it kind of rewires the way their brain works. Uh, so this is kind of a what the start mechanism would be for the onset of these different symptoms. And this relates back also to things like schizophrenia and stuff as well. So, uh, you know, it's it's really kind of a complicated uh, web to try to, to reverse engineer from my point of view, especially I, I'm not a doctor and I, I don't have like a medical background. Uh, so it, it's, you know, been a lot of teaching myself a lot of these different things like learning by going and actually reading textbooks, reading medical literature, reading studies, uh, different studies, peer reviewed studies in, in these scientific journals, uh, breaking down the jargon, learning what the words mean, uh, 
So it's it's been a long process for me uh, to do this, but uh, I've garnered a better understanding of how a lot of these things work now. And um, it, this also led to me studying the science of cybernetics, which if, if people aren't familiar with cybernetics, it's something they really need to look heavily into. And uh, when I say cybernetics, I'm not just talking about things like robotics and artificial intelligence, although that is certainly a part of it. Uh, cybernetics is actually the study of uh, control mechanisms, control structures. And this is what it's all about in a nutshell. They, they want to control uh, all the biological mechanisms and uh, neuronal mechanisms in the human body uh, through these methodologies. So it, it's a whole systems uh, approach to studying things. That's what cybernetics really is. Cybernetics is derived from a Greek word called kybernetes, which literally means steersman or pilot. Uh, so that's what it's about. It's the science of control. That's what cybernetics is. So I know people often hear that term and, you know, equate it to things like robotics and artificial intelligence and, you know, futuristic things like that, sci-fi type stuff. But it goes way beyond that. And it's been something uh, that has been studied for a very long time now. So uh, and, and it all ties directly to many of these uh, medical agendas that are going on today. And, you know, I, I warned about this in my book, too, uh, the coming of the uh, medical uh, data collection system. Uh, and it'll be used with a blockchain utility. And don't we see that going on right now with the advent and the idea of vaccine passports? It's coming to that. This is exactly stuff they've been talking about for many years. And now we're seeing it rolled out. It was always just kind of a question how are they going to roll this out so that the public accepts it? And now we could see uh, in real time in front of our faces the way that they're getting away with doing a lot of this stuff. Oh, yes. And Billy Ray, anything to add to that? Um, cybernetics, uh, the science of communications and uh, automatic control systems in both machines and living things. Just look that up while uh, while Wayne was talking. And, uh, and, you know, he, he spoke a little bit about ADHD and I just covered a story, um, over at, uh, at the show that I do for, for Iconic at America Unplugged earlier this, uh, this afternoon that says that, um, kids that are more exposed to nature, more exposed to green environments, uh, are less likely, right, uh, to get ADHD. Than uh, than a kid that's in the city or a kid that's always around, um, you know, technology, and and that's really really difficult, right, to divorce yourself from when you're in New York City or when you're in a big city like Philadelphia or or L.A. or something like that. You know, it's the concrete jungle, and and you're sitting there and you're at home. But but even in other places, right, when you were playing World of Warcraft or or whatever the hell else the game is now that that is the thing, right? When you're playing all this stuff, you don't want to go outside anymore. You just want to sit in front of your computer and uh, and live your life that way. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry about uh, about the dog in the background, but um, you just want to live your life that way, and and it leads to something. It's not natural, and it, and when it's not natural, it's not good, right? When we go further and further away from what it is that we're supposed to do as human beings, it doesn't really work out. And uh, and now the uh, scientific community is is catching up to these ideas, which are old, very old, you know, especially like the Rastafarian religion 
so many, so many uh, uh, people back in the day thinking in that manner, you know, in, in that we need to be rooted in, in nature. But, um, you know, it, it was pushed away. It was a bunch of nonsense. But now people are, are, are catching up to it, the scientific community and saying that maybe something is wrong with the way we're living and the way we're living is causing people, you know, to have uh, uh, afflictions like ADHD, you know, and also uh, going back to vaccines. Um, you know, the, the thing is, right. Uh, I, I think everybody should have a choice as to whether or not to take them or not, but you know, it, it's like smoking a cigarette, right? Some, some people, uh, can smoke cigarettes for their entire life and never get lung cancer. Right. They, they'll never get sick. It's, it's, it's miraculous. It's like, okay, fine. They're good. And then somebody else will turn around and start smoking and look at that guy and say, well, that guy never got anything. I should be good. Two years later, he's on his deathbed. You know, it affects everybody different, right? So, uh, I mean, different people are built different ways and they can tolerate uh, different things in, in, in a different manner. So um, I think vaccines have a lot to do or, or have some to do, I should say, with the, with the autism epidemic, but also our environments. I mean, Wayne would know better, but I'm just uh, adding my five cents here. Also our environments and, and where we live and how we live and uh, all of this, you know, we're being bathed in, in God knows what, these, these digital signals that are all over the place. And that can't be good for us either. You know, so uh, all of these things is what I look at when I think about all, all these, uh, you know, disorders that continue to grow year after year after year. They don't go down. They just keep going up. And, and, and that's alarming what's happening to the human race. And I think largely it has to do with our quote unquote technological development and uh, and how it's affecting us because we really don't know what we're dealing with. We really don't know what we're doing. You know, we, we just, uh, you know, we're screwing around with things and some things seem to work. But in the long term, we have no idea what's going to happen. Right. Uh, much like with these with this uh, with the covid vaccine, let's say um, no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> A year from now, you know, or, or let alone 10, right? They got no idea if people start growing tails, you know, what, what the hell, right? I know that's an extreme uh, example, but it, that's what I'm saying. There were no tests done. We are the test dummies, right? And, uh, and, and that's why I'm extremely skeptical with all of these, all of this stuff. Oh, I'm with you all day long with that too, Billy. I mean, it, it's a synergistic network of things all happening together. Uh, that's causing a lot of different problems in uh, humanity at large. Uh, the microwave soup that we live in is one of those things. For example, uh, uh, the pollutants in the air, the stuff they're spraying in the sky uh, that, you know, they don't even deny anymore that that's going on. Uh, that's all there is. There's all kinds of different nanoparticulates in our food and our water, in the air we breathe, uh, you know, in the products we use. Uh, in the vaccinations, that that's another thing altogether because that's that's a direct delivery system uh, right into your human body and in many cases uh, directly to your brain past the blood-brain barrier with the nanoparticulates and stuff they use now in many of the different shots. And uh, as far as the this whole COVID thing, this COVID vaccine that they're pushing very heavily right now, uh, I, I don't trust it either because uh, – there's there's many different reasons that I don't trust it. That these mRNA vaccines are 
highly experimental and right. they haven't had much success in animal models in the past with them and they would they called them gene therapies back then and they actually started testing those uh shortly after the first onset of the first uh SARS epidemic uh they started testing these different uh, mRNA uh, gene therapies in animal models and uh, lo and behold, in these animal studies they did, and you could look these up, uh, they went from, I believe, 2008, and you'll, you'll find them all the way up until two seven, 2017, but then they kind of disappear from the literature after that for some reason. But all these animal models and stuff they tested them in, uh, the animals all died. And, and that's the thing from these, these gene therapies they did. So they scrapped it. Uh, and, you know, lo and behold, now you have uh, BioNTech uh, teaming up with Pfizer and renewing this kind of research, and now they've rolled it out into human beings. So, uh, no, I, I don't trust these things, uh, especially the way that they describe that it works. Uh, and a lot of people uh, may wonder how exactly this thing works. And, you know, you have the Moderna one and the Pfizer one. Uh, these are both the mRNA technology ones. And uh, essentially what they do is they send uh, – a, um, a protein encapsulated in a, uh, a nanoparticulate of a sort, and this is actually um, what you would call a, a lipid, a phospholipid uh, nanoparticle that they encapsulate uh, this, uh, this protein in, this specific protein that they, they claim comes from this uh, uh, COVID uh, virus, okay? So they claim that's, that's th this is a sequence that they take for the spike protein from this virus. And uh, they encapsulate it in this phospholipid coating and uh, they inject it into your body. And that's why they, they had to store it. You remember the stories about they had to store these at below zero temperatures and things like that. Oh, yes. That's why. Right, right. So, so that that phospholipid doesn't break down. Okay, because this is the carrier. So what this phospholipid actually does is this actually sneaks the uh, – the protein into your body, okay? Uh, your body doesn't recognize the phospholipid as being foreign material, so your immune system doesn't attack it. So what this really does is it sends this phospholipid-coated uh, protein and Lord knows what else they put in it um, into your cells so that it actually it, it gains access into your cell's cytoplasm, and then the uh, phospholipid begins to break down, and it releases the protein into the cell's cytoplasm. And then your cell's, uh, you know, mechanisms for uh, reproducing this RNA kicks in. And I believe that's called the endoplastic reticulum, if I remember correctly. It's been a long time uh, since I've had microbiology in college and stuff. So uh, you're right. I just took I okay. just took it last semester. I don't remember a lot of things, but I I do remember the endoplasmic reticulum. Right. Okay. I'm glad you could back me up on that. I figured you could. Uh, but anyway, so the endoplastic retic reticulum uh, reads this RNA and begins to reproduce it within the cell. Uh, so they tell you that uh, a lot of people will claim that it changes your DNA, okay? And the, the you know the, the good folks over there at the vaccine manufacturing plant say, no, it doesn't do that. And in a sense, they're correct. It doesn't really like uh, enter your cell's nucleus and uh, – alter your DNA in any way, because that's the argument they use. It never gets into the nucleus. Well, they're correct there. But what it actually does is it takes over the function of the nucleus inside the cell. And then your cell begins to print off this protein and express this protein on the exterior of the cell. Your body's immune system recognizes it as foreign material and attacks the cell. Okay. So that's what happens. That's what the onset of this. So 
That's what this will do. And then your immune system recognizes the protein as foreign from there on out. Now, here's the problem that they've been having. Uh, there's a, a little something called pathogenic priming that this does. Okay. So what happens is the next time your body encounters that protein out in the wild, so to say, uh, that, that protein gets in your body, your immune system recognizes it and starts to attack it. But the other problem is your cells recognize it as a protein that they produce and they start to replicate it. So then your immune system begins to attack your own cells and could cause all kinds of autoimmune responses and uh, potentially create what they call a cytokine storm and, uh, you know, cause all kinds of right. major calamities within your body. And that's something I think we need to be wary of. And they, they don't talk about this. And that, that's my whole problem. I'm with Billy Ray. If people want to get these types of medical treatments or whatever, that's their business. But what they need is informed consent. And that's what people are not getting. They're not being told, hey, you know what? This could potentially kill you. They're not being told that. They're told, oh, it's safe. Don't listen to the reports of the people saying that, uh, you know, bad things are happening or they're having bad effects from it, that they're being maimed and killed from it. Don't listen to that. It, it's not the vaccine. <laughs> See, that's that's the, the game that they play with this. Uh, the Vayers reports on these COVID vaccines, they've had more reports on, on you know, vaccine adverse reactions for this than they have for many, 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 many years combined for all the other vaccines on the schedule. And they just casually ignore them. The mainstream media doesn't talk about them. Uh, the medical establishment pushes them aside and still claims that uh, these are safe to take because it's a very small percentage of people that actually have these adverse reactions to them, which, you know, there's all kinds of problems with that, too. I mean, I could go on for hours and hours talking about all the all the problems with uh, the, the quote unquote vaccine science, because at the end of the day, uh, it's a bought and paid for agenda. And uh, the, the, the quote-unquote science that they quote uh, just pushes the agenda that the, the people that supply the money for the studies want put forward. And, uh, I, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like beating your head against the wall trying to explain this to people sometimes. It's, it's you know, you could make the numbers reflect anything you want if you cherry pick the data enough and discard the data that you don't like and discard the studies that you don't like. And, uh, you know, these people have been caught doing this before. And when you have the manufacturer of this uh, product, and it is a product, um, make no doubts about that, it's a product, okay, um, the companies that are manufacturing these products, okay, here's the thing. First of all, they have no liability. So they have no incentive to make them safer or to make sure that they're safe in the first place. They have spent billions of dollars in research and development in these things. So they have a vested interest in this going to market as quickly as possible. And uh, they also have a vested interest in this thing uh, getting to market just in general. So. They're also the ones that perform these safety studies and do these effectiveness studies. So, of course, they're going to say, yeah, it's safe and effective because if they were to be like – if they were to come forward and say, okay, we've thoroughly tested it. It's not safe. We have to scrap this whole thing. That's billions of dollars wasted, and these are largely business people at the top of this. They don't want those billions of dollars uh, to, to go in the hole and, and have to start all over again new with something like this. If they've invested that much time and money and effort into something, 
They want it to go to market and they'll make sure any way they can that it will go to market. And they've been caught doing this before. I mean, all these big major pharmaceutical companies have been caught doing this and find billions and billions of dollars by regulatory commissions uh, for doing this. And they just see it as a cost of doing business. They don't care. They'll pay the fine that they get down the road because they have more uh, more of a chance of making money on it if they get it direct to market. Okay, So they've been caught doing this before. These are known and proven uh, felons when it comes down to it. They're putting harmful products out. They've been caught doing it knowingly too. Uh, this, this is out there in you know uh, testimony and court testimony and stuff like that. They knowingly put to market – and I'm speaking, you know, specifically of Pfizer for one, uh, but it's like all of these uh, these major uh, drug companies. They've all been caught doing it. Okay, they knowingly put these products to market, knowing that they're going to cause harm, but they take their chances because, uh, you know, and especially with the vaccines, they don't have liability. They don't have to worry about incurring uh, some kind of a penalty for that. So they have no real incentive to make sure that these things are safe or effective in any way. And when they've got billions in research and development into them, uh, even if it's kind of questionable, they'll still push it to market. And they've been caught doing this over and over again. So like this is one of the things. Uh, do you want to trust these people at their word when you know they don't even really have the data yet to, to tell you that this is safe? And they, they come out there and they, they kind of tell you that, uh, you know, it, it's you're you're the test subject. So that that's why, you know, it, it just boggles my mind that people will just not think twice about this uh, just because some dude in a lab coat tells you, hey, this thing's safe. This is effective. This is what we need to do to get back to normal. You notice how that they'll dangle that carrot in front of you. Well, you know what? Everything should be normal to begin with because they changed the definition of what a pandemic is just to put this whole, uh, you know, economic crash into place. So um, that's neither here nor there. I don't want to go on all day about just this one uh, thing alone. Uh, but uh you know, that that's kind of where I'm at with this. I, I don't trust it because I've actually taken a look at some of the background behind this. And I, I, I just really can't recommend people avoid it enough, you know? Yes, you're not willing to take it yourself. And, you know, I got in trouble just the other night for saying that I wouldn't take it until it's about 100% effective. Um, just saying that alone caused all sorts of... Uh, anger among some people out there listening to this program. I just thought, wow, why would you get angry at me for uh, trying to be safe here? I, I know it's a small percentage of people that are affected, but there's also a small percentage of people that are affected by autism as well, Wayne. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's another so you gotta uh, be careful altogether. Right. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, that's definitely one of those things where, uh, you know, we see more and more of this going on in society. And uh, a lot of times there's these connections that are obvious on the face of it, but they're denied by the scientific mainstream over and over again. And why is that? Because they have a vested interest in uh, putting out these products. And, uh, you know, it, it comes back to the whole follow the money thing to a certain degree, but there's more behind it than that too in my estimation oh yes it goes deep real deep back to nazi germany almost hmm. well, i would say even before then but you know 
Oh, yes. And speaking of which, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates, uh, they are getting a divorce, very public. And of course, allegations of Bill hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein a time or two. Maybe he knew something. I don't know. It's just speculation at this point, but it's always fun to speculate rumors, correct? <laughs> TMZ, here we go, right? Uh, right. So uh, what's your thoughts, hey, Billy Ray? Go ahead. Listen, uh, I mean, uh, a couple of things, right? Uh, on the vaccine itself. Yeah, if, if you can avoid this thing, avoid it, <laughs> in my opinion, right? Uh, but if you absolutely have to get it, to treat it like an iPhone or something, don't get the first one. Let everybody else go get it. Chill, see what happens. And even after you get it, you need to realize that just like Wayne stated, we we are the guinea pigs here. We are the experimental uh, class. Um, even if it's 100% effective, um, um, Mike, you know, we, we still have to look at what's going to happen 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, right? Um, they've never... Right. I think it was for the first coronavirus. And, and Wayne, check me if I'm wrong here. But for the first coronavirus, like uh, it, it, they still haven't developed the vaccine for it. And typically for a vaccine to be approved, it's 15 to 20 years. You know, and, and, you know, if you want to say 12, 12 to 15 years conservatively. And this was rolled out in a matter of months. Right. So, uh, I mean, you, you and it's not even a regular vaccine. Right. There is no covid virus in there as far as I know. Right. Uh, so it's, it's it's gene therapy. Uh, some of this, it's it's uh, it's something completely different what we're dealing with here. And I remember. Back in the day, uh, the SV40 simian virus, right, was the big deal, the monkey virus that was put in the polio vaccine. Right. And, and it, it slipped in there. It was a mistake. and. Uh, some say, some researchers uh, uh, link that back to uh, the cancer epidemic that we're currently experiencing um, because it was in, that, that in uh, the SV40 uh, simian virus was in uh, the polio vaccine, right? And it's years down the road when we started seeing some of the effects of that virus, allegedly, right? I think we're going to have something very similar go down uh, with this COVID vaccine later on. Uh, and and we're going to start experiencing uh, things and we're going to try to explain it. And some researchers are going to link it right back to this vaccine, but they're going to get an, a ridiculous amount of pushback because, of course, this is incredibly safe. Um, so I, I think we need to be very careful uh, with that. As far as Bill and Melinda Gates go, you know. I could care less, right? If if they're uh, together, if they're divorced, I mean, they're still going to be freaking millionaires, billionaires 10 times over, whether they're together or not. Bill and Melinda, and Melinda Gates have been instrumental in spreading vaccines throughout the world, and they say it's in the name of of, of health, and, uh, and uh, I don't want your health. Like, keep it as far away from me as possible. And as far away from the, the, you know, the native people of the earth, you roll, roll over to Africa and, and experiment on these people. Um, so I, stay away from them. You know, uh, ultimately, uh, while I, I don't subscribe to all the Bill Gates uh, subs, uh, conspiracy theories, I, I do think he's a detestable human being. Oh, I am how not dare a you? He's a nice <laughs> guy. How dare you? 
<laughs> for real, right? How dare me? Um, but you know what? Like uh, he's all over the place and everybody talks about, you know, I'm not a doctor. We have to say that, right? I'm not a doctor. You know, uh, I'm not qualified to talk about this or whatever. If you Google, uh, um, I forget what it is. Let me, uh, I'll get the exact phrase, but something about who's the, 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 the doctor with, with the most authority in the world or something like that. Bill Gates comes up. He's not even a freaking doctor, but he gets all the authority of a doctor, right? And we sit there and we listen to him on pandemics, you know, and all this sort of, and, and all, hey, Wayne, when we did shoot the moon here in New York, um, how many days was it? Was it was it a month or was it a week that Bill Gates was across town planning this entire deal? Do you remember? It was two days before we, we did the shoot the moon. Yeah, ah. two days. Wow. Yeah. So so Wayne and I, along with a few others, were were doing a, a conference in New York City, and it it just happened to to be two days removed from what Bill Gates was doing across town and, and, and unveiling uh, an exercise, right. That, that was, um, you know, uh, geared towards a uh, uh, pandemic awareness. And, and it was everything that happened with COVID-19 to the T with the exception of the virus coming out of uh, South America. And, uh, and uh, it, during the, during what he was unveiling, it came out of, of South America, but in reality, it came out of China. Was that so, a train, I mean, by the way? You know, um, I don't trust Bill Gates as far as I could throw him. What's up? Man? Was that a train in the background? Um, Probably. It was either a train or a truck. It scared uh, I think me. it was a truck, actually. Oh, okay. The train's not too far from me, but I don't think you can hear it. I think that was a truck. I didn't think you could hear that either, so my apologies. No, it's okay. Busy it, night out here in the, in the Bronx. Bro. Yeah, it brings, no, it, it adds to the atmosphere here of the program. I, I do it like adds that. authenticity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my co-host, you know, he has like a million birds in the background going off. So <laughs> it's always fun when I have Mike on. Um, for those that don't know, I do have a co-host here, but he's on sabbatical right now. He has business to attend to, but usually when he's on, you hear, you hear this going on in the background. <laughs> yeah, you get you get a lot of that going on, but I mean it adds to the show. It makes it a lot more fun, in my opinion. But right. um, anyways, yes, going back to Bill and Melinda Gates and um, um, all these other characters out there. You know, anyone who's involved in eugenics, I'm not quite sure if we should actually trust those individuals. I'm not quite sure. Um, should we be trusting individuals who want to play God, who want to sort of toy with these things that the Nazis even were involved with at one time? I mean, it goes way back, very, very back, um, deep in time where... Um, all sorts of experiments were going on, uh, and of course, Wayne knows all about that as well. Oh, you know yeah, what? definitely. But Wayne, let me get in here for just a second, then I'm throwing Go it to it. you, but I, I just want to make a point, right? Like, um, all these people, they, they want to play God, and, and they want to do all these things, but they, they don't want to do it themselves. They want to do it to you, right? They want to do it to us. They want to do it to everyone listening. They want to do it to the three people that are currently on this show. And they want to do it to everyone that's going to listen after the fact. They want to do it to you. And then that's what pisses me off more than anything else. Because if you want to, to you know, depopulation, start. Lead by example. Go get a freaking vasectomy. Don't have any more kids, right? <laughs> like, go ahead. Go do that, right? Uh, if you want to get back, vaccinate your entire freaking family. Leave me the hell alone. But no, they want to test it on us all the time. 
all all this experimental nonsense. They put a ton of crap in our water just to see what's going to happen to us. They put fluoride in our toothpaste, right? Probably just to see what's going to happen to us. And now they're injecting us with this stuff. Why? You know, why is it the big push, right, to, to inject us with this admittedly, admittedly um, experimental technology that they don't know what the hell is going to happen? Openly letting us know that we are uh, guinea pigs. Um, they want to test it on us, and that's my biggest issue. Go ahead, Wayne. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. <laughs> Do you understand that? <laughs> <laughs> They're jaying up the frogs. <laughs> Too many gay frogs, yes. Thank you, Alex. Oh, man, oh you're killing me. Incredible. That's great. <laughs> no, it, it, it's that, that's the thing. I mean, when you look at a lot of this stuff, it all ties back to this whole eugenics idea once again. Uh, all these same ideas kind of come from the same time and place. Uh, you see things pushed in our modern narrative and our modern science that really kind of harken back to these same ideas that came from a small group of people uh, from think tank groups back in, yeah, roughly the mid uh, 1800s. Okay. This is where many of these ideas were, were brought forward and brought to fruition. And it all dates back uh, even further than that. But I mean, you you could look back and, and we'll just go, we'll cite from the modern era here, what we could call the modern era. And we'll go all the way back to 1797 with the works of Malthus. Okay. That's where the term Malthusian comes from. And uh, this guy uh, promulgated back then the idea that uh, if uh, the population grows, the resources deplete, and therefore the population suffers uh, because of you know poverty and poor conditions and stuff like that. So he proposed that uh, population checks and balances should be kept in place. So that's where a lot of these other people picked up that idea from, this Malthus guy. Okay, so uh, move forward about 50 years in time to the mid-1800s or so and you know into the later 1800s. And then you have guys like Sir Francis Galton coming forward, and he's the guy that coined the term eugenics. And it means well-born. And this idea actually could be traced all the way back to ancient Greece if you really want to go go back there uh, as far as it goes. But uh, I'm just saying for the sake of uh, – for the, the modern era, uh, eugenics was promulgated by Sir Francis Galton who happened to be the cousin of uh, <clears throat> Charles Darwin who came out with this idea of evolution, right? Right. So, uh, that, that's that's what they claim anyway, but it's actually Charles Darwin's uh, grandfather. His name was Erasmus Darwin, who came up with many of the things that Darwin pushed. OK, and he was actually uh, well known within different secret society groups and he was a known theosophist. And uh, he put forward these different ideas in several books that he wrote. And Darwin kind of uh, took these ideas and uh, – Uh, plagiarized them and turned them into his own and turned them into his theory of evolution, okay? And uh, he did that basically to back up his cousin, Sir Francis Galton, in the eugenics idea. And all you have to do uh, to really get to the core of of that being a truth is look at the title of Charles Darwin's book, his very famous book, uh, On the Origin of Species, and look at the subtitle. Uh, I'll do that. I'll give that as a homework assignment for people out there. 
And, uh, you know, then you, you'll see all you need to know about that, that that book was written just basically to prop up the idea of eugenics. Bring that forward, uh, you know, another uh, 75 to 100 years, and we have the tragedies that happened in Nazi Germany. Um, and we're kind of seeing history repeat itself with many of these ideas again, because you'll notice that uh, it seems that there's certain uh, types of uh, classes of people that are, are more prone to dying from this whole COVID thing uh, than, than others. So, you know, I mean, that would lead me to speculation at this point. Um, as far as that goes, I don't have any solid proof of anything as far as that goes. So I, I could only say so much, uh, but uh, I could speculate here that uh, this has something to do with the much lauded depopulation program that they've been talking about for generations now. And especially right. in government think tank groups and stuff like that. Henry Kissinger, um, you know, it talks about that in a lot of different places. Uh, I'm trying to think what's the name of uh, one of the famous uh, uh, depopulation plan things that he proposals he put forward. Um, with Hegg, uh, the, the Hegg Kissinger depopulation policy. Look that up. Hegg is spelled H-A-I-G. Uh, people could look this up. Uh, they've been planning on reducing the population for, you know, uh, generations now. Yeah, they Agenda 21. But but Wayne, yeah. what, what's wrong with that, though? I mean, there's already too many people. Why do we need all these people breathing on each other? You know, what's the big deal if we kill off, you know, a few million people what what's you know what's the problem <laughs> well see that's the thing they they kind of think it's okay that they're doing the, the world a favor right? right and you know that and that's the problem with their mindset because they they really sincerely think they're doing something good or something right and uh that's that's really not the case when you actually look at the world around us there's no overpopulation problem okay there's no overpopulation problem and there's not going to be. Um, and and that's that's the whole premise here. Uh, w when you understand that uh, population is not expanding the way they say it is, that it's actually declining, especially a lot of uh, the Western civilizations and stuff like that, the population is declining greatly. It's really hit that figure now uh, where there's no replacement population. So the, the population is beginning to dwindle. Uh, Wayne, do you think we're going to end up like – Wayne, do you think we're going to end up like uh, one of these uh, Asian countries out there that have a one-child-only policy? Well, they've they've done that in China, haven't they? So, I mean, yes, it's not out of the realm of possibility. They've seriously talked about that in uh, white papers here, in planning committees and, and think tank groups here in the U.S. They, they've talked about that. They've bantied around that idea. Um, what's his name? John Holdren. Look up his book. John Holdren. What's the name of that book? I'm trying to remember. I got a lot of stuff in my That's brain. That's okay, but Wayne always come forward. Yeah, I hear your brother. Ecoscience. Was Obama's John Holdren, science, Ecoscience. right? John yeah. Holdren. John Holdren. Ecoscience. I mean, that book is like Ecoscience. 700 bucks. But I wow. Think you can find it on uh, on yeah. PDF there's digital online. copies out there. Yeah. Right. So there we go. Read it for yourself. Yep. Pretty damn pricey for a book. Um, Wayne, are, are you religious by any chance? I'm sorry I didn't get to uh, ask you that early on in this conversation. Uh, yeah, man, I consider myself a Christian and, uh, you know, I don't know if I necessarily adhere to all the dogma of religion, sure. per se, but uh, I consider myself a Christian. I, I love the Lord Jesus Christ with all my heart 
and uh, you know I do my best to follow him uh, in everything that I do and uh, you know I I consider myself uh, probably more spiritual than I would say religious because I've just found uh, in my life and in yeah. my experience that uh, any type of organized religion is nothing more than a control system of sorts and many of the things that uh, the uh, mainline churches and the organized churches get caught up in is all dogmatic thought. It's all man-made dogmatic thought. And, uh, you know, it, it, it really gets disingenuous at some point uh, through that. So, you know, I, I don't know if I'd consider myself religious, but uh, I am a spiritual person and I do consider myself a Christian. But you, yeah, you consider yourself a Christian and I believe, um, I believe you too are a Christian man yourself. Um, correct, Billy? Yeah, man. I consider myself a Christian. Some people don't, you know. Um, right. a, a, lot, a lot of some people don't cons consider me a Christian. I consider myself a Christian. Uh, a lot of people think they got it all figured out and that they know what a Christian should be. Um, I think the Bible is up for interpretation. And, and I think it will mean something to me and it will mean something different to you. Uh, some people say that there is an absolute truth. I believe that there is an absolute truth, but I also believe that none of us know what that absolute truth is. So um, we have to go with our spirit, go with our gut and go with, uh, with what we think is right. You know? Um, so I try to do that. I, I speak to God. I speak to the Lord every day. And I have faults. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I speak to him about how much I screwed up during the day or with what I'm thinking, right, or something I'm doing. But I try my hardest to, to walk that walk. And it's a very difficult path to walk down, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a Christian, and, and I try to live in that manner. Um, I want to circle back to something that you guys were talking about, right? And Wayne said that these people think they're doing the right thing. You know, when, when they want to depopulate the earth and all this other stuff. And if you guys remember, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Wayne, you're a comic book guy, right? Yeah. How about you, Mike? What was that? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Are you a comic book guy? Do, do you like the, like the Marvel superhero uh, movies that are out there? Well, is that your thing? No, to be honest with you, I, I think we sort of have a oversaturated market with those kind of films, to be honest. Agreed. But, you know, they're not so bad. They're not too bad. So the, the biggest ones that came out were, were the Infinity Wars ones, right? And I was very hyped to see those because as a kid, I was reading the comic books, the, the Infinity Gauntlet. And Thanos Quest and all that other stuff. And they made him into a movie. The movies were fantastic. But um, Thanos, who was um, who is the god of death, by the way. Um, Thanatos, right? That's who he's uh, based uh, of. Is, um, is, is, is trying to eliminate half of the people or, or half of life in the universe. Because he, he thinks that there's too much life in the universe and it's not sustainable. So he has to get rid of it. But but he's looked upon as uh, even though he's the villain, he's he's doing it to to restore balance to the universe. That people have to have to die. So he's making the tough decisions. So it's like it's like making making the bad guy kind of good. Right. Humanizing the bad guy. Sounds like the story of Lucifer. 
Well, yeah, right? If you want to look at it. Some say he's the first humanist. <laughs> you know, um, what did he do? He, uh, he stole the fire from the gods and gave them to us, right? And, and brought us, uh-huh. or he gave us the apple, right? <laughs> yes. You know, and, 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 and made us smart, right? Or, or made us know the difference between good and bad. And uh, I, I think, I think it's, it's, a, it's a very deep story, right? Because it, it relates to what we're doing right now. And if you guys disagree with me, feel free to do so. But uh, it, it relates to a lot of the stuff that's going on right now because I think we're an immature species. We're immature in our, in our evolution. We're immature in our existence. And in the Garden of Eden, we were not supposed to eat from that apple. We were not ready for it. That's why we weren't supposed to eat from it. But we took it anyway, and here we are now. You know, um, I, I don't know if that was a, a literal story. Some people think it's literal. Some people think it's, uh, you know, uh, um, not, you know, a story just to teach a lesson. I forget what they're called now. I'm completely drawing a blank. But, um, but I think it makes sense. We're over here living, and while we have all this knowledge and this know-how, and we cr- create great things, we really create them in ignorance. We create them not knowing what the consequences will be or not caring. And that's the sign of an immature species. And that's what the human race is, in my opinion. Understood. Understood. Good points there. Very good points there. It's good to hear your opinion on this issue as well. And I see both of you are quite religious. And I've noticed that amongst those that are into conspiracy theories and, you know, fringe subjects, a lot of them actually are quite religious. I always think, well, why do you stop there at religion? Why don't you look further? Why why don't you also see that perhaps it could be a big uh, scam, a big hoax? Um, Why not think of it that way? You see everything else as like a conspiracy. Why not religion? I always think that about you know, the other side. It could absolutely be. Uh, Brandon Young in the chat says that that's Prometheus, not Lucifer. Prometheus stole the fire from the gods. It's, it's a Lucifer story. It's the same thing. Um, you can make the distinction if you wish, uh, but it, it's, it's really the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. I hate to break it to you, brother. Um, but yeah, man, I could see the conspiracy behind it. And, and that's the thing. Like I'm trying to Figure it out. I'm trying to walk the walk and, and figure it out. But I, I don't want to push things away just because I was taught to believe sure, sure. one thing. I am a Christian because I was I was brought up as a Christian since I was a kid. Right. They read me the Bible. So you're programmed, in other words. What's up, buddy? So you are already programmed to think yes. that way. Yeah, so it makes it difficult this. for you. Yes. It, there's like a hurdle for you. You know, I do have family that... You know, some of them are Jehovah Witnesses and some of them, you know, some of my like an older cousin of mine, he's older in life, you know, and I can see there there's lots of these um these issues going on with him. He's conflicted with all kinds of things going on because, you know, both of his parents are gone now. He's kind of alone in the world. And, you know, religion was a big thing for them. And now all of that is gone. So, you know, it gets kind of scary for those people once they lose everything. You know, they don't know where to turn. They don't know what to do. And, you know, they have all these things going on in their lives. And, you know, they were all pre-programmed in certain ways. See, this is what I'm trying to tell you about. People that um, are into the fringe element to the alternative 
they they kind of stop at religion for some odd reason. I'm not quite sure why. Why not take the full dive? Why stop there? Uh, I'll speak to that because I'm I'm kind of the opposite. I, I was not uh, really brought up uh, as a Christian. We didn't go to church or anything uh, when I was a kid. I mean, my mom had a picture of Jesus on the wall, but I never really truly understood much about that. Okay, and it wasn't until I reached my adulthood that I came to uh, a um, a personal relationship uh, with the Lord and uh, found my salvation that way. So, uh, I mean, it's it's more about a personal walk with God to me than it is about uh, any kind of religious dogma. Right. So, like, that's sure, the thing. And sure. it's because I have this, this personal relationship and, you know, I know the personage of Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I know God. I, I know uh, that I have this relationship. I could know what's right and wrong just in my heart, just based upon this relationship and, you know, the, these very foundational things. I've had some miraculous things happen in my life. But did you need a book to different. tell you that, though, Wayne, to tell you what was right and wrong? No. No, that's not my whole point. No, right. I, I didn't. I'm just asking the question, that. yes. I, you know, so like, uh, once again, um, it didn't happen for me. I was not really like brought up in the Christian faith per se. Uh, so it's it's something that I kind of found a lot of truth in as I grew older and uh, I met my wife. I became uh, what you would call a born-again Christian, and we did you know the church thing and stuff and started going to church, learning more, and there's a lot of value sure. to be found in the Bible. And I don't stop there. I, I read about all different kinds of uh, different uh, religious faiths and, and things of that nature, and you know I explore – all different avenues of thought uh, with different philosophies and, uh, you know, all these different ideas. And I even look at the mystery school teachings, what they teach about these things. And, you know, this is I, I've done a deep dive in this, but I know at the end of the day that my relationship with God is what's important. Absolutely. And, uh, he's I, not I, yeah. He's not going to steer me wrong. Sure. And I have nothing to be afraid of. Uh, so that that's my viewpoint. And, you know, I, I'll just do. Uh, what um, he leads me to do in my heart, what he leads me to do uh, that I know is right. And See, that's the thing. I, I live my life based upon one premise. If you know something's the right thing to do, do it. And that that's about it. That's right. Uh, so, yes. you know, I think it's important that we all kind of have that walk and that relationship uh, to be able to just try and stay on the, state, the straight and narrow. Um, God doesn't make it a mystery to you that, you know, the difference between right and wrong. You don't have to be a religious person to know something's right or wrong. Uh, in fact, there's, you know, a lot of people that they would consider the, you know, atheists or whatever that have a good uh, compass of what's right and wrong as well. So like that, that very thing, you know, and I, I know where you're coming from with this. Why stop at religion? And yeah, I've, I've found by and large organized religion, it's a control structure. So, uh, you know, and I see it that way and I've, I've gone back, I've done the deep dive into it and I've looked back at how many of these things came about and in particular, uh, the Vatican, um, how, uh, that, that kind of is a very controlling structure sure. uh, throughout I, history. I understand so that Wayne. I'm with you on that 100%, but out of all the religions around the world, and there's so many religions, so many people that are completely religious but no religious supernatural claim from any part of the world has ever been demonstrated to be true. And blind faith, I wouldn't exactly say, is the direct way to any sort of 
a truth, in my opinion. No, but faith is a very important element of truth, though, as right. well. But faith because, is the absence uh, it's, of it's, evidence. See it's, a, see, it's a subjective thing, though. And not everything in our reality is 100% objective or measurable. Sure, sure, see, I get that. But why believe in our, things that you can't prove, though, Wayne? Falls short. Sure, but why, why believe in things that you can't prove? That's... That's sort so, of why, why would you want to do that to yourself? I don't I don't disagree with you. Um, I just think I, it's kind of like okay. your chase. It's like wild goose chase, in my opinion. I, I, I know well, many you of know, you disagree, but I'm just saying, why do that to yourself? If you know something's bullshit, why why <laughs> pander to it like politics? If you know both sides well, are full of shit, why agree with any of it? Right. Why is me, everybody me, walking around wearing the mask? Well, Same yeah. Thing. Good. Yeah. Good. Great question. Let me try to. Uh, this isn't going to satisfy anybody. What I'm about to say, but <laughs> well, go ahead. It's okay. Let me try to to to, to attempt to clarify. Right, uh, and uh, faith is what makes it right. If you know something exists, right. If you know something exists, there's no need for faith because you already know, right. One plus one will always equal two. Yeah, and the sun's going to come up tomorrow, and if I talk to God, uh, there's no, there's no active, and there's no God interacting with any active society today is what I'm trying to say as well. But I, I believe, right? I, I believe in a creator. I think it's easily proven. But your creator's weak. Where is he? I'm waiting for him to call in. Well, hasn't called in. I mean, I don't, I don't think we've been shown, right? I don't think what we've been shown, what we've been told is actually true right and we we read a lot of things on the surface and we think that we know it like if you like a bible literalist might be completely missing out on the mysteries of that book right it, it, it's not it's not some dude in the clouds with a with a beard oh well you could stop right there you well you could stop right there you already proved my point it's all man's word so it's all bullshit no, already it, it, but that that doesn't negate the overall truth of it right <laughs> come on this you proved is, my right? point it doesn't, it you doesn't my point. the overall truth of it, it a lot of this so is the truth word. is mysterious but you can't prove it to me is what you're saying well i mean i can't that's what faith is ah you know, see what and, i mean uh, oh faith ah okay yeah, that's what faith. Hey, i don't know what you want me to tell you mike <laughs> that, that, that's what faith is you know like if if uh there's no need for faith if you know this is why i'm a nihilist right i mean i i i think Right. That when you die, something happens. I don't think you just die. Right. We don't know. You go into the clouds. Whatever that is. Right. We don't know that. We don't know that. But I believe that to be the case. Right. I've never met you, Michael Deacon. I know you. You know, we exchanged texts. I've been on your show several times. Right. But I've never met you. I believe you to be real. I think you're real. And I think yeah, I'll probably meet you one day and shake your hand and really shit. Michael Deacon, he's real. Right? <laughs> but I don't know that. More yet. real than Jesus Christ. I'm actually oh, talking nice, to you. I'm in the nice, flesh. Right? So, <laughs> hey, I'm in the Listen, flesh. Even, even Jesus Christ. Let's look at Jesus. I'm right here. I believe in, I believe in Jesus Christ. Where's God? Right? He hasn't called. I, I, I believe in Jesus Christ, right? But what is Jesus Christ at, the, at a very basic? That's not even his real name. We don't even know. The name of them of it's it's Jesus Christ, the Jesus Messiah, the Christo. anointed one. Yes, right. You know, so we don't even know his real name, but um, I believe that there is a creator. 
I choose to call that creator Jesus Christ. He's the son of God. I should I, I choose to call him that. Me personally. Somebody across the world uh will choose to call this God something else altogether. Right? Right. And and they believe what that is. I think there is one truth. We all come from a source. We all come from the same source. We don't know what that source is, but I have faith in that source, right? And and I've seen that source open up several doors for me, at least. Hallelujah. Because there's no, other, there's no other way to explain some of the things that's gone on in my life, okay? So, and I understand that there are people out there that just will not believe. They need to see it to believe it. I get it. But there's a lot of things that we're not going to see. But the mystery of this place can't be denied. We're here. We're having an experience on this earth, right? And and we don't know how we got here. And we don't know where we're going. So clearly something's up. Or, or, or if you believe in the explosion, the Big Bang, and we just showed up here, then, uh, I mean, I mean, that's just as much as, uh, as uh, you know, um, I don't know, like a fallacy of, of believing in a guy in, in, in the sky with a beard. It's the same thing. It's, it's just ridiculous. And in that's my, exactly my how I view it all. It's ridiculous. So, so you, what do you think happens when we die? Do, 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 we you don't die. Believe in we just all. go away. We cease to exist. Just, just like the time when you didn't exist at one time. Do you remember that part? I don't. Actually. That's the I mysterious part of life. Existing. Yes. You go back to the silence of the, uh, the tomb there. You know, you go back to, uh, you go back to the tomb of silence. That's what happens. You go, go for a little nap. Wayne, I tried. You want to get in here? <laughs> yeah, man. You this cease to exist. Back to, this all relates back to the mystery of what exactly is consciousness. And as uh, finite human beings, we don't really even understand what consciousness is. Right. So to be able to uh, uh, comprehend uh, what would be incomprehensible to us, uh, the existence of uh, you know a creator. And I think uh, if you want to know where's God, look around. Right. God's right. everywhere. I think so. Uh, I mean, I, I think this you can place. See God. We, we, right. I see God this, in the mirror. That's about the only God I see. There's design inherent in everything yeah. in this world. Right. Uh, so, and this did not. Uh, this, in my view, this is not something that could have happened by some cosmic oh, art or yeah. accident. Uh, in my yeah. view, uh, this this the only logical explanation for how this place came about and how we came about is uh, we came about as a continuum. Okay. Everything came into existence at once because evolution on the face of it cannot stand because uh, you know, it, it all goes back to the whole uh, argument of which came first, the chicken or the egg. And you know, you could go a step further with that. Well, which came first, the flowers or the bees that pollinate the flowers. And, uh, you know, how did these uh, flowers reproduce before then? And how did these bees find something to reproduce with? Uh, evolution as a theory, especially the Darwinian version of it, uh, just doesn't hold water. Uh, it's not uh, something that's that's feasible if you look at it uh, through a lens of logic. Uh, so, you know, if, if you're looking at this and there's that, – see, that's the thing. And I know this is not necessarily like, uh, you know – make the argument so well um, necessarily because it's all based on belief systems, like it's all faith. of it. Everything we know, even your belief in objective science is right. a belief system. 
especially if you're looking at the like the Big Bang model of the universe. Uh, 20 billion years ago, nothing exploded, and now there's everything. And the nothing started, you know, it was exploding. It Everyone's was going, God and is so weak, in my opinion. And now there's yes. rocks, and then the rocks. Yes, gone. very, very, so, very powerful gods you guys uh, worship there. Um, by the way, caller, go ahead. You are live on the air. <laughs> hey, Michael, how's it going? How are you? I can't complain. I'm not as angry as you are. Go ahead. Ooh, I'm, on, I'm on the hot head. Go ahead and cry. Go ahead and cry about Jesus. Go ahead. I'm waiting. Let's hear it. Yeah, let's hear it. Go ahead. Yes. No, 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 no. I'm here to, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Come on. Let's hear Jesus. Let's hear Jesus Christ. Go ahead. Oh, Jesus. No, no, no. Hit me with the Jesus. Go ahead. Oh, let me just let me just point this out. Here we go. Really easily. Ah, uh, yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. By the way, these are the the classic calls. By the way, folks, you know they call in and they you know they put me over. They're like, yeah, we're we're, we're friends. We're happy, you know. But then they call in, you know, and they're like, yeah, this piece of shit doesn't believe in God. So here we go. <laughs> um, yes, caller, go ahead, cry away. I'm listening. No, 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 Michael. <laughs> Tell me your nonsense. Go ahead. I've talked on with Michael Aquino. I've talked on Rest in Peace and also with Michael Hideous and so on. So you know me more than this. But Jesus Christ was a historical figure. Even Michael Aquino would have, would have agreed with that. So because he thinks so, you should think so. No, 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 not an argument of authority, just an argument from historical fact that Jesus I, I Christ I don't know if that is more fact. in history probably more than even about as the same as Julius Caesar. There's as much evidence in historical record uh, for Jesus Christ than there is for Thoth or any of these other mystical sects or anything else. Uh, there is an actual historical Christ. Who he is, we do not know. I mean, who knows? But I'm just saying, you know, there is a truth there. You don't know, um, but there is a truth. Okay. No, I, I don't. That. I'm on board. Me I'm, wrong, I'm on board. Wayne, I don't think there's really historical proof yeah. for Jesus. Well, I mean, what do we got, Josephus? And 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 we can't yeah, even prove that, to be honest. Like, what no, we, do we have that says there's historical proof well. for a physical living Jesus okay. Christ. Yeah. This is Subtuagen, which is the the you know anybody that's looked at this, this fact. You know, pretty much agrees that if, if anything was correct, if any historical document is to be taken for granted, then Jesus Christ and the, the records kept by not just Josephus, but the translations um, carried out by the, the Coptic Egyptians, even, and so on and so forth. It's just, it's, it, it, you have to really turn a blind eye uh, to see that Jesus Christ wasn't a historical figure, even Satanists. Uh, who I, I love and I know, um, agree that uh, historically Jesus Christ actually existed. Now, what it, what happened after that is up to interpretation, is what I'm saying. Not up to the truth. It's up to interpretation. Um, so anyway, I'm just I'm just I'm just trying to put some perspective out there that there there is a historical basis for these beliefs. Now, I don't believe that all Christians are good. Far from it. Um, I don't believe that. I think they're all con a lot of them are con men. Same thing with all the Abrahamic religions and religions in general. But I think there is a historical basis for that reality. Right okay. on. I mean, okay. thank you right for, for, for bringing that in. I mean, from what I know, and, and I'm I'm open to to learning whatever it is you got, you know, and what whatever it is people people want to offer up as proof. I, I'd love to see it. 
Um, I, I have faith, you know, because I, I just believe that to be the case. Right. But, uh, I don't know if there's any physical evidence towards it. There's, we still haven't found the Solomon's temple. It's not a thing. You know, the, the wailing wall is something completely different. You know, it, 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 I think there's, a there's a, some evidence that it was a, a, a war, a war camp. It was a, a base for some warriors at some point. I forget exactly what it was, but it's not what we think it is now. You know, um, so, I mean, a lot of this stuff may mean something else. You know, it may be, it may be like a code, you know, like, or a, a, a parable or, or something. And there's stories to, to, uh, stories to prove or to, not to prove, uh, stories to teach something, you know, uh, at the end of the day, um, while some of it may be actual truth. That, that it happened. I mean, a, a lot of it is, is still, we don't know that, you know, and that's where faith comes in, in my opinion. Wayne, I, what do you think, brother? Well, I think if, if you want to be honest about it, the only things that we could know uh, are the things that we've personally observed. Okay. Right. So, uh, you know, that being the case, I mean, we could say, okay, yeah, I'm aware that there are like these uh, historical records that do record the existence of Jesus Christ in the past. And a lot of these are secular records, uh, of this personage existing and walking the earth. Okay. So uh, I've seen that. And, uh, you know, whether you believe that evidence or not, it, it's up to you because like much of our history, we really don't know uh, before our lifetime what really happened because, uh, you know, who who is it that records the history? Right. So uh, that's the whole thing. I mean, you could argue both sides of this, the semantics of it all day long, whether there's the existence of God or hey, look, not, right? once or whether look, history is correct or right. not. What, once you look into ultimate evidence that God exists, look around. Uh, this world did not just fall into place by accident. I, I agree no with way. you, Wayne. I agree with you. Like if, if you look at, at a human being, I, I, was, I was studying the ear a couple of semesters ago. And if you look at what it takes for you to hear something, it's a mechanism that does not happen by accident. That's like saying this computer was just built by accident. The one that I have in front of me right now or that car outside just came out of nowhere. Somebody built that. That didn't just happen. And if you look at the human body and how it's built and how it's designed, you know, or, or just the body of any of, the, of, of these animals out there. There is intelligent behind Yeah, that's the classic watchmaker that. argument that you hear so often. Yes, that there has to be a, a watchmaker. There's yeah. got to be no, someone. Yes, right. I you hear know, you. I mean, we can <laughs> we can say that it's been used over and over again, but does it make sense? It makes perfect sense, right? Like so, no, it doesn't. doesn't the human body would sustain would not sustain cancer if that were the case. We would not die if that were the case. We would not have illnesses if that were the case. The human body is the case. I'm sorry. If what were the case? Go ahead, caller. Oh, I'm sorry. If it, if it were the case that um, the human body were aimed at perfection, uh, we would not have cancer, would we not? I mean, that's the no, question I, to you. No, I, I look at it a little bit differently, right? And and I don't know if it was aimed at perfection. I said it was created. But if it was created by, by God, right, and it would have been perfect with if we followed whatever it is we needed to follow here on Earth. We've clearly we there's a thing called free will, right? That I subscribe to. People do what they do, you know. And because uh, so I'm God not, doesn't help you though. I I'm, thought he did. What, well, what, what's what's the? I mean, what's what's the point of it if if God is micromanaging everything? 
you know, like really what's the point of it? You know, like it's like playing a video game on easy. Like Vietnam. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like playing a video game on easy. Right. You want to be able. It's like, all right, like you, you have a wife you or, or, or a girlfriend. You don't want to force this person to like you. You want her to like you. You don't want to force her to. So it's the same thing, like, like, or, or when you have a child, you don't want to be micromanaging this child. You want to let the child make make the decisions it has to make in life. Right. And that's how it learns. By the way, we're gonna right. have to drop this call here. We have another caller on here. Um, by the way, thank uh, you, caller, hey, for calling. It, uh, I'm thank sorry, you, I, I'm sorry, you couldn't help me with Jesus Christ there, but um, let's answer <laughs> this call here. <laughs> Something else, bro. Here we go. Let's <laughs> hang up on this person here and bring in this gentleman here. Hold and oh, they might have. Wait, did he didn't hang up? Caller, go ahead. You are live on the air. Hello, this is Jack Star. Who? Jeffrey Star? Jack Star, Michael Hill. Oh, I thought you were Jeffrey Star, the that guy that does the, the makeup. Did you actually think that? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I really did think that. Yeah. So what happened? What do you got for us tonight? Go ahead. Uh, I just find myself sitting at home with um, a few things going on and just figured I'd call you. Get to the point. Come on. <laughs> Hurry up. Well, I, you're actually more pleasant to speak to than uh, one Mr. Uh, Wrap what, it up. What do you call Let, Let's go. You got a question yeah, here. Mark. Sure. I'll do that. Go ahead. Questions? Yes, sir. No. Um, do you know him well? I know this well, and that's the sound of me hanging up on him. Um, oh, yes. Gosh. Let's continue forward here. I apologize for wasting your time there, Wayne, with that um, useless caller there. I see how you apologize to Wayne, but you don't apologize to me. Well, I mean, you're kind of used to my antics. He's not. <laughs> he doesn't know what to expect from me. He's just thinking this guy's insane. <laughs> but yes, I you know, I have to be polite here to Wayne. He is the guest. We do like Wayne a lot. And, you know, it's te- it's terrible that the caller, you know, that I had hang up on him there. You know, I did want to ask him about the afterlife. I know you guys talked about the afterlife for a moment here, but... I was going to ask the caller, you know, assuming that there is life after death and assuming, you know, reincarnation is not true, then, you know, what what do we actually do on the other side? You know, eternity is such, such a long time. So, you know, what do we do after that? Shit's got to get boring Wait, you after you jump in later. Shit's got to get boring, you know, after you die. What are you going to be doing? Wayne, you want to get in? Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's the ultimate question, isn't it? I mean, oh, yes. what, what comes after this life? What's next? And I don't think anybody really knows the true answer to that. I mean, that, that's the whole thing. A lot of what we've been told is based upon, uh, you know, secondhand information. So, like I said, you can't really objectively know something unless it's within your purview, like you've experienced it yourself. Exactly. Uh, so, yes, so, I mean, you're... a lot of things are subjective in this world. You're proving and, my point uh, for me, Wayne. You know, that's kind right. of how the Bible but was constructed. See, Stories the, the passed on. You never know. That's it's like a telephone game. Life. See, that's the mystery. That's the grand mystery of life. That's the beauty of life. Right. Like is, uh, it's subjective. It's, it's different for every person. It's experiential. And uh, in my view, I think we're all a small fractal of what God is. Okay, we're we're just a micro uh, piece of this universal one, so to say. Uh, if, if you want to look at it that way, we all experience different things, and we experience life in different ways. And uh, you know, we do this as a 
a small fraction of the Spirit of God. Our, our spirit is, you know, this divine spark that right. we have as a human being is a just a small ember of that creator. So, you know, that's my view. We're experiencing yes. these things, uh, and it's, it's an individual type thing. But uh, at the end of it all, I mean, who knows what's really like what happens after life. That's yeah. the great mystery. Life is and a it's mystery. it's also the yes. beauty. It's the beauty of what it is to live life. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody loves a mystery. It oh, would yes. be really boring if we knew all the answers, wouldn't exactly. it? Exactly. I agree. It's like playing a video game on easy. Like I always like I like to say that often because With people play codes. video games on easy and I just don't get it. Yeah. But are we are we proving your point? I don't know if we're proving your point. I think so. I, I, if your point is that God doesn't exist, the, I don't The I don't point think we're that no that one point. knows and the fact that you can't well, yeah, actively that. demonstrate that there is a God is the point I'm making. The fact that everyone That's says fine. God and, is and so strong any, any and almighty. A reasonable person that believes in God will tell you that. That's faith. I can't prove it to you. But um, you can't prove to me that there isn't a God either. I could. So that's why we're on the same spot in the same spot here. It, it reminds me of of uh, of an episode of the Twilight Zone. I'm a big fan, right? And uh, it was uh, 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 I think it was a bagpiper. There was a soldier. There was a ballerina, a clown, and they were all in this area, and they didn't know how they got there. They didn't know where they came from. They were just there. And most of the most of the characters in in this area didn't give a damn. They were fine. This just went along life doing whatever they were doing. They didn't care if they didn't know where they came from. They didn't care where they were going. They were just there and they were being right. But there was one that was like, wait a minute. How did we get here? What the, I don't even remember how I came to be. How did we get here? And what's that? Like there was a light, a giant light coming up from a top. And she's like, what is that? And, 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 and why is that there? And, and what happens to us if we can get out of here? You know, and, and that's, that's a, a good um, representation for people like us, right? We sit there and we're like, why? <laughs> All the time, what the hell is going on? How did we get here? Where are we going when we die? And, uh, and, um, this guy, this one, I think it was the soldier, he got everybody together and he got to stand on top of them in order to make it to the top of this thing. And when he finally got there, he fell over and uh, he was a toy in of uh, the goodwill. So it was a good, they were all in a goodwill box, you know, and uh, and it was Christmas time and he fell out and he was uh, he was just a toy. And then they put him back in and he came back to life when he was back in there. But who knows what the hell we are? Or let's look at it in this case, right? With all the virtual reality things that are going on, if you if you go back and look at a movie like Re- Ready Player One or Inception, things like this, Ready Player One, we're creating other universes. We're creating other realities right now. And uh, we run the risk of living our lives in that reality because we don't want to face this one. So we're going further and further in. And, and, and people are going to live in these realities permanently and they're going to forget, you know, where they came from, you know, or, and all of this other stuff. And, and then they're going to be like, what? How did that happen? Right. So it, it could be the same thing right now. We could be in some type of video game. This could be some type of a holographic universe. You know, it, it could it could legit be that to the point where science is actually taking a look at it now. Mainstream science. 
and uh, and uh, looking at the possibilities that maybe this is a, a hologram or maybe this is some type of simulation. All of these are possible. Yeah, that's what Elon if, Musk if was talking about recently. Is a yeah. thing, if evolution is a thing, it came from the creator. If 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 uh, uh, the holographic universe is a thing, it came from a creator. If if there's uh what is it the 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 um you name it, anything came from something that created it because these things just don't happen. It's a simulation. Something has to be simulated here. If it's a simulation, somebody's creating that simulation. Something. And uh, that's the creator. That is that is whom I call God is that thing. And I think there's a lot of evidence to point in the direction that there is intelligent design behind the human body and behind many of the all of the creatures on planet Earth and the environment that we live in. Right. And you talk about cancer. I think it was the caller that was talking about cancer. I'm like, we did that. You know, like we we went off and, and, and started eating stuff we weren't supposed to eat and living however we're not supposed to live. And that's where all these things come from, you know. But uh, like Wayne said earlier, this creation is a beautiful one. The experience is a gorgeous one. Whether it be good or bad, we learn from these experiences, Right. We, we learn from the bad because we learn from the feelings that we get in that bad. And we learn, we, we learn from um, the experiences, right? And we take that with us and we learn from the good also. And this is why we need to give thanks for every circumstance because everything is a learning experience, whether it be good or bad. That's the way I look at it, Wayne. Oh yeah, I'm with you. I mean, uh, definitely um, it's, Life is an experience for sure, and we do need to learn from these experiences, and, uh, you know, we need to just enjoy uh, what we can. I mean, that that's our lot in life ultimately when it comes down to it is just, you know, enjoy the fruits of your labor, that kind of a thing, you know. It, it's live your best life you can and enjoy your time while you're here. Learn from your mistakes and, uh, you know, be decent to each other. There's no reason for us to be – uh, you know, not good to one another. So like, like that's, that's the ultimate lesson I think here. And you know, it, life is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful place we live in. If you just take the time to observe nature and look around at the beauty that is here and how all this came together, it, it's the grand mystery and it, that's the beauty of life right there. So, okay. you know, enjoy, uh, enjoy your life. Uh, you know, uh, hug your loved ones enjoy your time with them because time's a fleeting thing and uh, we only have so much of it. Right. Right. And, um, you know, I always say this, we're, we're a species with amnesia. We have no idea where we came from and we're trying to find our way back. Right. And we don't know where we're going either. So we don't. (laughs) here we are in this rudderless ship. (laughs) That's because there are no gods nor managers. And uh, believing in God is rational, in my opinion, but that did sound good. I, you know, I fully believe what you both sincerely believe and respect and understand. I think that's a swell thing. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not anti-religious, by the way. I'm a bit of an atheist. I'm a nihilist. And it took me a long time to sort of understand that uh, throughout life. But yeah, to be honest with you, I'm an open-minded atheist. I had to ask you these questions, you know, in a very 
tough, rugged way to get you guys to open up and talk more. And that's good. It opens up a good dialogue between all of us here. But I still firmly believe what I do. And you two still believe what you do. And that is perfectly right. fine. That's the way life usually is. But again, I must say, I must say this. Life is what you make of it. If you waste your time um, dealing with things that don't really matter in life, you know, later on, you you figure that out, that you wasted all this time dealing with nonsense. Uh, you missed the big picture. I think that's what oh, Wayne was ultimately trying. Well, he was saying that, basically. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, man. I mean, uh, that's the thing. Uh, having discussions like this, I'm not going to change your mind. You're not going to change my mind. And we know that going in. Okay, and that's not the point of the discussion, but we need to understand each other's points of view. Right. And in so doing, uh, we could come to a mutual compromise here. Hey, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. I agree upon this point with you. And we may not always agree on all the same points, and that's fine. But that's the, you know, whole uh, aspect of having a rational conversation with people. And this right. is an art that's lost in society these days. Uh, people right. just pick one side of an argument, and that's it. My team, my team. It's this whole, uh, right. you know, kind of uh, tribalism thing going on. Uh, this is why we have like the left-right paradigm uh, with the political system and all that. It's a control structure. See, that's all it is. If you can't sit and have an intelligent, rational conversation with somebody and disagree and still be good with that, and we could still be friendly, you know, I, it's not like you know I, we're going to be hating on each other because we don't see eye to eye on certain things. It's fine. Uh, just build from the stuff that you agree upon and respect the other person's point of view. And understand it. It doesn't hurt to try to understand somebody else's point of view. Absolutely. And, and that, that's the whole thing. If you understand their point of view, okay, then you show them, okay, I, I understand your point of view. I respect that. I don't agree, though. You know, And that, that's fine. And we're not supposed to always agree on everything because that would make life very boring, wouldn't it? <laughs> too boring. It would make this show incredibly boring if we all agreed. I think this is what we talked about before we went on here. And uh, – and, uh, of course, Michael Deacon exploited that. <laughs> now, of course, <laughs> but, uh, I told you I would. But, yes. But, yeah, no, and, and I would expect nothing less, right? And uh, But the, the thing is, right, uh, like, Wayne, like Wayne said, um, this, con this conversation is not going to change many minds, right? People are going to – nine times out of ten, people are going to believe what they're going to believe. It is the personal journey that you take and the experience that happened during that journey that changed a person, you know? So five years from now, Michael Deacon may be a completely different guy. No, I but don't know about means, that. No, no, no. I'm sorry. The, mind, happen, the, this mindset I've had, I've had it going on since hey, I would say listen. seventh grade. And I tried everything I can do, no matter how many psychedelics I take, no matter no matter how much pot I smoke. I'm still going to think this way. Go ahead, caller. You're live on the air. What's up, caller? Hello. Whoa, you're What's loud. Very loud. Sorry. Go sorry ahead, brother. Down. You're good. Go ahead. All right, good to go. Yeah, yeah, from about the seventh grade. Um, yes, did you have a question? Oh, no, no, I was just listening to your conversation. What a great conversation. Ah. What a great show, Michael. Thank Absolutely you, sir. Absolutely great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely yes. perfect. Oh, no, I started doubting religion when um, I finally read the entire corpus of what was normally considered Mormon and uh, then started reading Catholic. 
and then read uh, most of the uh, Protestant stuff. Yes, yeah, see, that's the that's the issue there, caller. And I'm glad you called in, Wayne and um, Mr. Billy Ray Valentine. This is another issue. You know, like what if you were born like Muslim? Or what if you were born a Jew? I mean, no one ever thinks they're doing the wrong thing. Everyone thinks they're doing the right thing. Right. That's the, that's right. the conundrum. You know, when, the, when, uh, 9-11 happened, you know, some people say it was done by Saudi Arabians. It was done by Muslims. You know, they say all these things, but do no, we really? It's actually just moral. What was that caller? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just moral. It's how, it's how you are as a moral person. Ah, I understand. It has yes. nothing to do. Yeah, nothing to do with anything else. Right, right. But you know where I'm going with this, yeah. though, right, caller? It's just that oh, everyone I know exactly where you're going. Yeah, er, no one thinks they're wrong. Everyone thinks they're doing the right thing. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. I know it's a huge problem. Yeah. Would you Would you agree with me, um, Wayne and Mr. Billy Ray Valentine? I, I don't know why I keep saying Mr. Billy Ray Valentine. It just sounds good when I say that. Oh, you, you have respect. You know, you know your role. That's good. <laughs> Continue to call, call me Mr. Billy Ray Valentine. I like that. Very I'm going to call, I'm going to call Wayne that now so he doesn't feel left out. <laughs> Mr. Wayne M- McRoy, go ahead. Uh, both of you go oh, ahead. I thought you were going to call me Mr. Billy Ray Valentine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would have gotten a little confusing though. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what do you guys think of that though? The fact that, you know, no one ever thinks they're doing the wrong thing. Everyone thinks they're doing the right thing. You want, you want me to go Wayne, or you got this? No, I, I think it's it's basically it all falls down to, you know, the, the same basic things again. It's it's all the golden rule when it comes down to it. Treat others how you want to be treated. Right. That's it. Everything else is commentary for the most part. Agreed. Uh, and, and if you're doing that, then, you know, I, I find no fault in somebody like that. It's it's you know, I'm not the one to judge. And I mean, even uh, the religious texts and stuff tell you, judge not lest you be judged by the same measure. So Beautiful. if I'm going to say if I'm going to say uh, you're going to be damned to hell because you don't believe such and such. Yes. Well, then, you know, I'm in danger of that same kind of judgment myself. And it's not my place to do that. And I, I won't do that. So, you know, I, I will respect the other person's viewpoints and uh, understand. I mean, everybody does intrinsically every day people wake up and they just want to inherently do good we all basically want the same things in right. life yeah we we want you know just to to live and let live uh we want to you know uh have our family and you know maybe a comfortable place to live and enough food to eat and and not be hassled by other people about things that are of no real value right so when it comes down to it, we all want this, the same basic things. And if you understand that, if you look at your fellow human being who say maybe from another country or another culture, uh, you don't speak the same language, they basically want the same things that you do. They want their family, their home, uh, love, uh, you know, fellowship with other human beings and just the basic necessities of life. We all want these same things. So if we stop looking at these people as being the enemy per se or something like that or uh, we need to convert this person and save them, uh, you, know, you know, if you need – if you stop looking at people that way and look at them as, hey, man, they're having the same type of human experience right. that I'm having. Yeah. Uh, we, we're all in this together in a way. You know, uh, you can empathize with them and understand a little better where they're coming from. We all want the same stuff. Yes. So let's just respect each other and, uh, you know, don't try to, like, push your beliefs and values on other people uh, when, you know, when it comes down to it. Many of the same core values and the archetypal uh, things underneath are all the same anyway. 
It's just expressed differently. And that's right. That's the bottom line. And one of those archetypes that's around my life is uh, Judas. Judas? Oh, yes. Lots of betrayal from lots of people. That archetype oh, surrounds my shoot. life indeed, yes. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up, yeah. Um, you know, I, I have studied lots of religions myself. It's not like I'm just sitting here, you know, shooting shit out of nowhere. You know, I have studied plenty of different religions, Eastern religions, uh, everything. But I always come down to the same thing. It's always, it always goes back to the same thing. I'm not quite sure why. I'm, I'm, I don't know what it is. I can't get over it. I've, I've been the same way since seventh grade. I don't know why. Maybe, um, maybe I'm on the uh, level of autism somehow. I don't know. Maybe I have Asperger's. No, there's, a, there's definitely Judas. something wrong with you. There's like, something I don't wrong. Know what it is. I can't yes. diagnose. I, I have to ask if we had a time machine, we could talk to Eugene Bluler. Uh, you know, he did coin the term autistic. You know, uh, to describe the traits of schizophrenia back in 1920. But that's mm. a whole another story. There, yes. I, I think Wayne is right. Um, I, I, who am I to judge who's going to go to hell or if there is, even is a hell, but I, I don't subscribe to a hell, uh, you know, the, the way the conventional hell is, is portrayed. I don't subscribe to it and I don't uh, subscribe to you're going to hell if you're not a Christian, right? You know, if you're a Buddhist you. or if you're a Muslim, I, I don't, I don't subscribe to it. I, I want to learn from all of these religions and most of these religions, most of these people, are open to to sharing, you know, and and wanting to learn from other people. Now, there's a there's a large sex, uh, sector of them that uh, are shut off, right? right? Christians alike, completely shut off. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. They know for sure. Yes, uh, right? it's. I, and lo and behold, you were taken to heaven. And the only people that knew that that happened were the people on that island. And then all of those people died and you became a mythology. That would, that would actually go out over time and then never, never be known again. That's true. Because you don't need a priest and you don't need a pastor and you don't need a Bible thumper to tell you what to do to be moral. I agree with you. And that's it. I agree with well, you. I think it's a built-in mechanism. Yeah, and no, this I think is a control uh, mechanism. You know, that that's that speaks a lot to society too. How a lot of times people look to authority figures to tell them what to do. Uh, it's a psychological thing for a lot of people. They they just want to be led and directed, but we don't really need that. We don't. That, that's the whole point. Well, we saw America bow down to. Um, that sort of um, archetype, the authority type figure, the authority, the author. I can't even talk right now. Hold on, let me drink this beer. That, that's the problem. I have not drank anything. My mouth is getting really dry. Hold on, folks. Uh, go ahead and take over for this, um, Mr. Wayne McRoy. Yeah, well, basically, yeah, if, if we're bowing down to authority figures and just doing what they say, well, uh, they're flawed human beings just as much as we are. So when you have these people, they, you put them in positions of power like this, oftentimes it goes to their head and they start to abuse that. And sometimes they have their own agendas or wants or needs in mind. So uh, th that goes right along 
even with uh, religions and, uh, you know, priestcraft and things of that nature. In fact, uh, you know, historically, most of the priestcraft have abused their their power to some degree or another throughout all of the, the different historical writings going back, uh, you know, through through the ages. Um, there's been recorded all these different uh, incidents of this where they, they've abused their their place and their lot. Uh, and, you know, it's it's not necessarily for the good. Right. But it's for their own benefit. Right. And this happens across like everything. You're, you're talking uh, politics, religion, all these different things, even our uh, oh so heralded science right now. And we saw that this past year going on. Um, you know, they, they push one different uh, type of an agenda and uh, they've been gaslighting us all year with all these different things they'll come out they'll tell you one thing one day then the next day that changes and this gets people to shut down mentally and just follow orders because they don't know what to think anymore and that that's that's an abuse that happens sometimes too but we need to just be you know mindful ourselves and and you know depend upon our own intelligence and our own reasoning skills to be able to uh, sort things out. Because if you're just listening to what the authority figure tells you all the time, well, you're missing the mark on a lot of things because they're just going to tell you what it is that they've been trained to tell you or indoctrinated to tell you or the thing that benefits them the most to tell you. Uh, Not necessarily uh, the actual good facts or information that go along with it. You need to look at uh, all these different issues and stuff from all different angles before right. you make a decision on things. It's called informed consent. And uh, that goes out the window when you put a uh, authoritarian figure yes. in place that tells you do this for the good of the herd. Think about that, that herd mentality. Once again, uh, you know, individualism. Well, Amer- yeah. Amer- and, America uh, was really caving in. Don't merge really well. Uh, America was really caving into the authoritarian archetype. It was kind of scary. It was really frightening to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's it's still frightening to watch because, by and large, a lot of them still are caving into this, uh, you know, authority type of archetype, uh, even though it flies in the face of common sense. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's been a it's wild ride. Worked. What was that? Sorry, Mr. Billy Ray. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, that was the oh, caller. It's never worked. I, I forgot the caller. Holy shit! I forgot you were here. <laughs> oh no, I didn't hear the whole time. This is Dave up in Idaho. My goodness, I, I'm so glad you I called know. in. By the way, I knew that was you. I'd feel. Well, like, yeah. I'm so glad you yeah. called in. Yeah, absolutely. I love your show. I, I I'm so glad you do. You know, I love having you as a listener. Well, You've been here a long time. Yeah, I actually went over and had excellent Italian food and then watched um, King Kong versus um, Godzilla as a movie. Ah, nice. The very good, very yeah, good. Okay. I made sure I came back in time to pick up your show. God bless. I love that. I know. It's, it's okay. <laughs> I King know. Kong was okay. King yeah. Kong got his ass whooped. Ooh, spoiler alert. As he, he should have. Godzilla got in that ass 10 times to Sunday. I mean, he's, well, he's a fire breathing. They changed the show. They changed the show from the original Otoho ones. And um, they had the Mecha Godzilla in there, which That's was kind of like how to create a situation that you completely destroy all of, like, Hong Kong. Because I believe the Chinese want to destroy Hong Kong. 
And then from there, I think they, have, they must have paid something on this. Then from there, um, Kong, they, they always have somehow some type of disabled child there. I don't know what the deal is with this whole like monster shows, where there's some type of like child thing going on. But anyway, it was it was actually kind of interesting. My friend wanted to go. I wanted to go get the, the Italian food. I right. really good at Italian food, but he had to go over to see this movie. Very nice. I told him that if we had to do it, we had to do it like right then because I'd come over and like pick up your show. I know that's very important. You got to listen to the show, but. By the way, Dave, well, thanks. Well, no, I missed your one last night. Oh, my, yes. But, Dave, I, I do want to thank you. We we have to move along here. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm doing movie review. That's okay. We appreciate yeah, yeah. that. We will call again uh, Very call again next week, and we'll we'll talk longer, my friend. Yeah, we're good. We're good to go. Anyway, you guys have a good night. Thank you, brother. Now, good now, night if you're you. thinking about actually gods and deities, think, think about, um, oh, Type zero, one, two, three, and four civilizations. Right. You got yeah, it, yeah. brother. Look it up. You'll see it. Have a good night, guys. Take care. Take it easy, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there he goes. That's a long-time listener, by the way. Great guy. Very good guy. And we are coming very close to an end here, and it's been a great conversation so far, and... You know, we didn't really talk about uh, China or any of the conflicts going around uh, around the world here. Lots of brewing conflicts. We might even see a world war coming up. Who knows? All kinds of things are in the air. We, we really don't know what's going to happen. Of course, I'm looking forward. Well, I shouldn't exactly say I'm looking forward, but I'm curious to see what the next pandemic is going to be. Some people are saying the Nipah virus is coming, which is a lot deadlier than covid it's uh, the the Prince Philip um, virus. <laughs> Prince Philip, the Prince yeah, Philip virus. That's what we're getting. He he's <laughs> passed away, and he always wanted to come back. Just to add to the reincarnation conversation oh, that yes. we were having earlier. Go ahead, go ahead. He wants to come back and eliminate half the Earth's population as a virus. So he's dead now. So just give it about a year, and the Prince Philip uh, virus will wreak havoc, Don't and merge. we will need a Prince Philip vaccine. My that goodness. we will take in our buttocks, by the way. I sure hope not. And, you know, earlier we were talking about UFOs and all of that, and I'm curious to know what you think, uh, Mr. Wayne McRoy, on all all that new footage that the Pentagon, well, I shouldn't say it's new, but, you know, they've been releasing all that footage, everyone sort of up in arms, wanting to know what's going on. Are there really aliens, or is this just a drone? What's going on? Um, Wayne, what are your thoughts and opinions on all the hoopla going on? Well, my view on that is, uh, obviously, if it's being released into the mainstream, uh, this is what you would call a, uh, um, a, a controlled release of information. So there's an agenda uh, being put forward along with it, because stuff like that, if it's something that's uh, compartmentalized in a secret access program or something like that, they're not going to just put it out there in public view just all at once. They slowly start to leak some of this stuff out, usually to build some kind of an agenda behind it. So what they're doing with it at this point, who could say for sure? I mean, I think uh, anybody that's been looking at these things for any length of time understands that, yes, there are unidentified flying objects out right. there that uh, are not explainable by conventional means. Uh, and what they are, who knows for sure. 
And, you know, I, I think a lot of people uh, think that uh, the governments of the world are keeping information secret about this stuff, about like the existence of, uh, say, things like aliens or something like that. Right. But I think the more scary uh, proposition is maybe they really don't know what they are mm. and they don't have any more. They data. probably don't. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Who knows? So, I mean, like, like that's the thing. I mean, Occam's razor would dictate that, uh, you know, there's nothing really more to the story than they saw this thing and they have footage of this thing and may not know what it is. Now, in my view, logically, um, from my experience, uh, what I could say about this is if it's demonstrably some kind of a technology, well, looking at it from the logical viewpoint – uh, the only species that we know of that builds technology is man. So this is probably something created by man. And that would just be my, uh, you know, basic view of looking at these things. So, you know, it's it doesn't rule out the possibility that maybe it's some kind of an alien spacecraft or some kind of, uh, you know, uh, different technology from a different civilization somewhere. But logically, the the most reasonable thing to uh the conclusion to come to with that is it's a something man-made you know who the, who the people are that made it that's another question altogether i agree and uh, billy ray what what's your thoughts and opinions on what we are seeing in the skies are these drones or or do you think these are something that could be from let's say another dimension i think it's um more than likely uh something or that's originated on earth and it's being exploited by the mainstream media mm. at this point in order to prime people's consciousness for something else for that's something coming down else. the road. Um, I, I really don't have a, a lot of faith. Not to say that uh, aliens don't exist. I think they do. Right. And uh, and I think there's been a, a you know a blackout on on that type of information for a long time. And for them to to right now, and by them I mean the government to right now try to roll this out and the mainstream media try to roll this out. I'm incredibly suspicious. Um, I have to see it to believe it. And after I see it, I probably still won't believe you won't believe it. Because, yeah. Right. Because uh, uh, Tupac is uh, is performing at, at festivals and he's been dead for years. So what's to what's to say <laughs> that that they won't freaking uh, create some type of hologram and tell me it's a freaking alien? I, I just don't believe it. I don't I don't believe anything that's coming from the mainstream. And, uh, you know, Elon Musk is trying to get people to 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 go to Mars. Right. A million people. We, we covered this on America Unplugged also. He, he's trying to get people to go to Mars. Right. Wow. Um, uh, we're going to go up there and we're not going to find a damn thing up there either. Right. Because a lot of these things are probably if if there is life on Mars or like a David Bowie song. Or, or, you know, if there's life on the moon or anything like that, it's probably be beyond the perception of a human being. And we won't be able to see these things. We're looking for life on these planets the way we have it on Earth. And uh, that's very, you know, that's very narrow and it's narrowing it down pretty, pretty, pretty much. Uh, we don't know what life is like on Mars and we don't know if we're able to perceive it. Is, is it on a, on a different channel? Right. On a different radio station, you have to move the knob for or or uh, or go to a different website. Right. In order to perceive whatever's there, you know, like, uh, you know, so I, I'm, I'm not 100 percent on this. I don't trust it as far as I can throw it and I can't throw it very far. So I'm not with it. Um, I, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to have to see it to believe it. And I probably still won't believe. It. Fair enough. Understood. 
understood and um, Wayne and Mr. Billy Ray Valentine and, well, I should say Mr. Wayne McRoy and Mr. Billy Ray Valentine. It's been a honor and pleasure to have you both here on the program. And of course, I want to leave both of you with the final word. And let's start with you, Wayne. Um, any final thoughts here before we cut you loose here? Any thing we might have missed? Nah, man, it's just, you know, the basic bottom line is uh, uh, be decent to your neighbor, like be decent to one another and, uh, you know, be be tolerant of one another, be respectful of one another. Uh, that's that's it. Treat other people how you want to be treated. And that's the bottom line. And that's the best we could do, uh, you know, in this place. I live and let live and, you know, treat other people how you want to be treated. And, uh, you know, I think everybody could get along just fine that way so you know uh, there's a lot of things going on in the world that are troubling to yes. people but uh, you know we could stand back and take a look at it take a deep breath and realize there's a lot of beauty out there in the world as well so instead of always dwelling on the negative look at all the positives and the good things going on in life and enjoy that enjoy that beauty in life right thank you so much Wayne for that good good choice of words and one of the parting words I do want to tell you is just because, you know, I say all these things about religion, keep in mind, I do keep all the gods in my back pocket just in case. You never know. Yeah, man, that's the safest way to go, I guess. Oh, yeah. You never know. In case of a rainy day, I have studied up. So, you know, I'm not completely ignorant on that on that front there. <laughs> but, yes, thank you so much, Wayne. Uh, I'll say goodbye to you again in a moment here. Um, Billy Ray, what's going on with you, brother? Go ahead and um, take us home. Man, nothing much, man. It was a, it's a, an honor to be on the show along with Wayne McCroy. Oh, yes. Had a fantastic time. Thank you for having us. And, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, a, lo- a lot of what Wayne says resonates, you know, just uh, oh yes, treat treat each other like you would want to be treated, right? You know, and, and that's it. And, and not even like you would want to be treated. Do no harm, right? <laughs> right. Because some people want to be treated in a way that I don't want to be treated. Right. right. So, don't hurt anyone physically. Yes. Right. So, um, uh, just, uh, do your own, but just don't harm anybody while you do it. And, uh, and that's it, you know, um, keep an open mind and, uh, we'll, we'll all move forward together. That's it. Very nice. Check him out. That's Mr. Billy Ray Valentine on the infinite friend. Check out his show. And of course, Wayne McRoy, great author, great books. Look him up. Always a, oh, I should say both of you are always exciting to listen to. You know, I've heard both of you for a long time now on separate shows. I've always enjoyed both of you very much. So it's been a a tremendous time for me here personally. Oh, we enjoy you, sir. So thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having us on. It's been a pleasure. You got it, brother. Thank you so much. And we will do it again on the other side. You guys uh, take care and mahalo. (laughs) Good night. And there they go, boys and girls. That was Maine. Wait, that was Maine. That was Wayne McRoy and Mr. Billy Ray Valentine. Both gentlemen here performed well. I did enjoy that. I hope you did too. And of course, we do have we do have Paula White here to take us home as well. Since we didn't get a chance to play any Paula White, I, it made me sad. But don't worry, we have her here. And strike-
and strike and strike and strike and strike and strike and strike until you have victory for every enemy that is aligned against you let there be that we would strike the ground for you will give us victory God I hear a sound of abundance of rain I hear a sound of victory I hear a sound of shouting and singing I hear a sound of victory I hear a sound of an abundance of rain I hear a sound of victory I hear a sound of an abundance of rain I hear a sound of victory the Lord says it is done the Lord says it is done the Lord says it is done for I hear victory 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 in the quarters of heaven in the quarters of heaven victory 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 for angels are being released right now angels are being dispatched right now Amanda Aka Ata Rata Teda Baka Sanda Ata Ambo Osa Tata Rite Eke Banda Ata Rite Tidia Shata for angels have even dispatched from Africa right now Africa right now Africa right now from Africa right now they're coming here they're coming here in the name of Jesus from South America they're coming here they're coming here they're coming here oh my god hold on let me stop this clip here let me stop Paula White go ahead caller I did not know you were calling you interrupted Paula White well oh I'm sorry um Sorry, uh, just calling. I was trying to catch you at the end of the show. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yes. I just, we're, we're, we're live? We're live, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my uh, God. Okay. Go ahead. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, well, we were, well, everyone was talking about Jesus and God. I'm the end of days prophet. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. Oh, that's you. Um, okay. So, yes. Yes, this is me. Thank you for I calling. I was Yes, man, I love your show. I was, uh, you know, usually during my day, I'm always busy doing something. Or I hear you. Putting something away, and it's like, I was uh, I was in the shower, man, and, and I, everybody was on your show. And, mm. and so I was just listening while just trying to get myself uh, ready to drinking some beers. Nice. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I yeah. apologize. You know, we had to go down to Bible school for a while. It's okay. No, no, please. We had to talk about the Lord. Go that route. It's all right. We like the Lord here, by the way. We don't we don't hate Jesus at all. We we like Jesus. You know, we're down with Jesus Christ here. Oh no, yes. Uh, I um, I'm I'm 47 years old. Um, as a young kid, I, I partied around with a lot of people around, especially up in Utah. Kind of like so. Yeah, so I understand uh, how uh, you know people from different backgrounds and. What they learn, and you know, um, at first I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, you know, digging it. But you know, as I started growing up and, and understanding that people have, you know, you you have your own ways of thinking, and, and that's right. And I really, really don't uh, uh, don't hate on people like that. Um, but then again, I don't shun you away. I look down at people like that. I just you know go on about my business, right? Um, yeah, uh, the whole thing with faith—it's—it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, but um, I think I'll—I'd rather talk off off the air, so we can kind of. Uh, you, I think you would understand. You're not. I've met, I have friends like you, man. So like, sure and you're, you know, and they're you know they're entitled to their opinions as well. So. But, you know, nothing of forcing anyone uh, 
beliefs. Are you trying to convert me here, sir? Is that what you're doing? Is this some sort of... <laughs> are you are you trying to take me to the Lord? Uh, no, that's that's totally on you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't. Uh, this is there's no way to force Jesus on anyone to where because you can't. There's no way to do such a thing. I can't force somebody to believe in Jesus. I can only go ahead and uh, you know state what I, I believe in and just move forward. And, Jesus has you know, a place I'm, for me. A life of sin and infamy. <laughs> Oh, well, you got to learn, right? I mean, you can't end up doing the same thing all the time. You have to kind of pick yourself up and keep moving forward. Um, but yeah, that's all I wanted to say. You're doing a good job, man. I, I heard yesterday, I think, uh, that every, you know, my days are like, I'm always trying to catch up with the, the, uh, the YouTube, uh, live streams and, uh, it can, it can, uh, take a lot for me in my day. It's pretty wild. You know, just, yeah. Like, it's pretty draining. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, uh, it's, well, starting from, like, March 2020, because you know, I wasn't really, like, paying attention to a lot of people out there until, you know, things got really serious with this lockdown, the virus, the whole vaccine. Thing. Yes, sir. And uh, so, yeah, a little more seriousness now, but not trying to uh, overdo it with people to... You know, be frustrated with Jesus or the whole concept of it or and things like well, that. Well, it sure yeah. is fun, though. I mean, it gets all of you rowdy once they start talking about Jesus Christ. Look at all, look how, well, I, look how live everyone became once they started throwing Jesus around. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you do have people out there that uh, they have their own way of, like, thinking about the... Uh, Jesus. They have their own security blanket. Yes, I know. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I've been around a lot of, you know, people, naysayers, and, you know, I hear what they say, and you just got to let it go, man, and, and really can't, uh, you know, hold it against them. I mean, uh, they're not trying to look down at people at all. Uh, but, you know, you're doing a fine job, Mike, Michael, and I know your co-host is Mike, so that's a funny guy, too. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say, man. I don't know. Running out of things to say, but... That's okay. Like, uh, just keep up, the, keep up the great work, man. Oh, and another thing, too, as far as, like, um, because if, if people believe in Jesus, like, if you, like, you know, seriously about that, it's based on reading and, and, and trying to get through uh, the Bible or, like, whatever. Well, I mean, for the Bible, it's defending Jesus and also... You know, explaining what he did and for, uh, but it's it's through the uh, the King James version. It's it's very hard to get through those words. I mean, a lot of people uh, don't like reading the King James version, but I um, years back, I I well, as a young kid, I was always reading. I'm Mormon, so but <laughs> and I'm starting to see what people think about Mormonism from the outside. Are you wearing special underwear right now? <laughs> no. No, uh, no special underwear. No I, special underwear. That was, yeah, that was, I think, I, I went during my studies back in, like, 2002, 2003, I started realizing that that, that stuff is a psyop in our church. Our church was already psyop. And I keep telling everyone, everyone asks me about Mormonism or... And I tell them, I'm like, well, you know, as soon as uh, 
Joseph was murdered, that, that was the end of the church. And, you know, even with my cousins, I, I grew up with a lot of family members that were in the church. And after doing them, well, they're, they're all, they're all pre-programmed, my friend, to believe exactly yeah. what you were raised to believe. I mean, I see these people all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I get them. They come to my house a lot, man. You know, the, the missionaries. And I'm oh, cool yeah. with the missionaries. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but I know that they have orders from someone else that's in the church, and they know that I do a lot of studying and reading. And so... Let's put it this way, caller. The, the last time two Mormons showed up to my house, they stopped following Mormonism altogether. <laughs> yeah, I saw that movie... Uh, man. Well, I heard about that story. It was uh, it's funny, you know. Not a lot of people, not a lot of people can hold that foundation of just, you know, just basic belief in uh, Jesus. Uh, it's it's very hard to explain here from me to you on this. No, I agree. And we'll we'll talk off air. Don't worry. I I have your number saved. I'll give you a call. We'll we'll talk, and you know, I'll explain yeah. myself better. To you don't worry. But yes, um, you know, once you figure out how like the Bible was constructed, you sort of realize you know there's some there's some big gaps here of inconsistencies it's a it's a you, yeah. you swim yeah. in a sea right. of inconsistencies once you figure out how it was sort of put together i mean if you ever played the telephone game when you were a little kid that's kind of how the bible was kind of put together you know you kind of realize one story's passed person to person you end up realizing that you know the story's bullshit yeah. someone added their own uh, two cents to the story Yes. That's kind of how the Bible came came together. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's some there's some things in the Bible that uh, it's, a, it's a long jump. Uh, but look, but look, we're 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 not here to debate that right now. You know, people can choose whatever they want to believe. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- there is the lack of discernment, though. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. That's for sure. Yes. 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 Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. A lot of. <laughs> Uh, a lot of things that are out of place. Oh yes, but anyways, I, I do have your number. Don't worry, I will give you a call, my yeah. friend, and we'll we'll, we'll talk Too it up. Bad, Mike, Michael, sorry, I mean, I keep saying Mike because you're almost. Yes, it's okay. Cool. All good. Uh, All right, yeah, brother. give me a call, brother, man. I would any on anything, man. You I'll, got I'll it. Try to see if I think the best way I could try to answer it. You got it, brother. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for answering taking my call. Okay, you got it. Bye. Mahalo. Love you out there. Mahalo. There he goes, boys and girls. Give him a shout out there. He loves the show, loves all of you wild uh, heathens out there, you um, degenerates, you mouth breathers, you all kinds of things. I could go on, but I don't want to describe all of you uh, to a heartbeat here. But once again, I do want to thank all of you out there for being a part of the program. And oh, my God, we did not complete the Paula White audio clip. My God goodness where are my manners let's play the rest of that clip angelic reinforcement angelic reinforcement angelic reinforcement for i hear the sound of victory 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 my god you hear we hear the sound of victory no doubt give her a round of applause that was miss paula white i do want to thank all of you out there for being a part of the program as well i see vic grimes i see dave paxton 
see Dublin, I see Cussie the Clown, Susan, Dr. Strange Love, I see all of you out there, uh, Stephen Brandon, that's Brandon Young, who else do we have here, Rock Girl, I'm not sure if she's still around, but once again, I do want to thank all of you for hanging out with me here tonight, it's been a good one, but I'm looking at that time, and yes, time is not on our sides here, folks, you have to Seize the moment every second of every day before it's all gone. Climb what you can before it's all gone. That's one of the most important messages you should take away here. But yes, thank you so much. Adios to you too, Stephen. It's been an honor and pleasure to sit here and entertain all of you out there. And remember, if you want to hear a replay of the show on the road, take the podcast rendition of this program with you to search Michael Deacon. And yeah, you'll find gold. You certainly will. And tomorrow I will be on live. Well, not live, but I will be on with Mr. Marshall Masters over at, I believe that's um, patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. That is where you will find the show tomorrow. Yes, Patreon. Great, great material there. If you are not a subscriber, I recommend that you subscribe. It's only a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, maybe even four. If you are feeling like a baller, maybe even $5, who knows? But once again, that's your choice. Just like everything else in life, it's your choice. It's like life, just like religion. It's all up to you. It's always on you. The choice is yours. Once again, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. We will do this again on the other side. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, mahalo. Just the same